Traveling the Vortex. Formed the band and traveled the vortex and landed at episode number 168. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. And I can't play the spoons. (laughs) (laughs) Valued effort. These are the spoons that Sylvester McCoy played. Can I touch them? Are they still warm? I touched the spoons that Sylvester McCoy (laughs) played. They're still warm. (laughs) Oh, that might have meant for me. You guys have issues. (laughs) Touch the spoons, Mel. Touch the spoons, Mel. Oh, yay. No, You're not going to wash this. these, are you? I'm excited. He's going to eat off them without washing them. <laughs> Lick them. I don't on, know. Those were on Vader's head. I was gonna, that's what I was going with. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to eat those. That's Darth Vader's helmet. Yeah, those have had germs of a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Some little kid's head. No, don't wash them. Just put them, put, put them in a case or something. There you I, go. I, I told him, I said, I should have got my spoons signed. And then mounted them, like, crossed on the wall and put Sylvester's, you know, well, just like his picture or something under him and then the sign of spoons. Sylvester on one, McCoy on the other. With a picture of him holding his umbrella up pointing to the spoons. Mm -hmm. That's what we should do. We should develop um, family crests for each doctor. And McCoy's can be a question mark umbrella with spoons. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm Keith. We We never made it around the run. We 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 didn't make it around, did we? We did. Yeah. We did it. We haven't introduced Mel. Mel's no, here. that's why I got thrown off. Uh-huh. We skipped over I, Mel. Yeah, well, I, 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 How are you guys? <laughs> Say hi, Mel. Say hi, Mel. Hi, Mel. <laughs> Guess what we did this week? Did you do anything <laughs> fun this week? I didn't. You know, I technically started my vacation on Friday. So. Yeah. Friday at uh, we ran. We went late because of the uh, NCAA tournament or uh, Big Twelve tournament. I guess it is NCAA tournament tournaments in a week or two. And uh, didn't get out of there till eleven twenty-five, I think it was. But uh, I'm on vacation this week, so I'm ecstatic. Which makes not. I, I love going to these things. I love going to cons on the weekends. But sometimes they just suck your whole weekend. They're oh gone. yeah, I you know, like yeah. I do. But you have a blast, but you just don't have any time to yourself to do the things you want to do around town. No, they don't around sometimes town, suck your weekend. They well, do suck your weekend. So it was really nice doing everything this weekend, knowing that I'm off. All next week, too. So, And the kids will be home, and we'll have lots of fun. But I'll, I'll talk about that next week. Um, we had a good turnout for folks with friends. Yeah. We on did, Thursday night. We did uh, Beneath the Planet of the Blew a lot of minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Some, some not appropriate uh, to, tweet, no. to say. No. I wanted to watch it that night right after we watched the first one. But it was like, okay, better not. It's midnight. No. I better go to bed. Well, our... Uh, Weekend meteorologist, um, did, did, Kyle. Did he work he, yesterday he, or Friday and talk to you at all about it? No, he wasn't there. Okay. He uh, he had never seen it before, and he caught up. He watched uh, Planet of the Apes uh, the a few before. days ago. Yeah, yeah. And watched it, and he was he was thoroughly surprised. So, uh, I think his exact words were, "What? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Michelle uh, used a bit more uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. explicit more words which have, that we have, cannot repeat. Which have met Michelle, what, I love you even more now. <laughs> <laughs> which having met Michelle is kind of shocking for her to me to know that she said something like that. 
It's, it, and Britney seemed very surprised by it too. Yeah, without giving it away, that's that's. It's a great ending. We talked about this weeks ago, and I, I, I think it's I a mentioned great ending. It's an ending. It is a great ending, and it, it's, it's one, only great it's, because it's only great if you haven't seen that done before. And I, I hadn't done I, when I saw it. I was a kid, and I hadn't seen that done that way. I hadn't seen. I mean, that it, movies didn't end that way. And oh, yeah, it just, it, it, it just, it, and it, it, it hit something. I mean, I, I think I said weeks ago that Beneath was one of my favorite films. See, it's still one of my least. And it's, it is, it's on, it's, it, it's on the low list of a lot of people's best of as far as those films go. But I can see why you like it. So a majority much. of it is feels like a rehash. That's without spoiling anything. It feels like a rehash of the first film. The first half of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, but probably. Uh, uh, yeah, half, half a, is A fair. condensed version. But I mean, it feels that way, but it's not. Yeah. And if you really look at it on, on you know, beneath the surface, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, I if you look at it beneath the surface, surface, it's really a, a intentional setup. And of course, you explained a little bit on Friday, and I can't say much about how he explained it, but you explained why. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a rehash. But, um, but then, then to, to just take that left turn and go there, it just, it, I, I, I thoroughly I, enjoy I, I, that. I think film. I, I like, I, I'm okay with the ending. I think it's just some of the stuff in that last half of the film I struggle with. The humans I, and whatnot. I, you know, I think I can't right, say much. I'll watch it tomorrow night. <laughs> Jeez. I won't say any more about this, but it's a perfect narrative on, on it's, 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 it's humanity, a, I believe. It's a great exploration. I, I just... Tuesday night. I, I don't know. I, I'll just have to wait until Mel sees it so we can really yeah. dig Tuesday into it. Tuesday night. I promise Tuesday night we'll watch <laughs> it. It's a great narrative on humanity, in my opinion. Um, oh, and that's, that's one thing Kyle really appreciated about it. And the first one, he didn't realize how much philosophy is in, this, yeah. in these films and how deep they really are. Well, the first one is, to me, is more, it's more, it's more subtle. And yeah. it's more um, stealthy. And well, and, and, and it's the delivery. evolution debate yeah. and that it's, is it's, presented in it. It's, it's there, and you see it, but it's a little more stealthy than it, than it comes across later in, in Beneath. Yeah, Beneath it's much more blatant. Can't get much more blatant. It's, you know, it's, really, it's almost <laughs> really. like they looked at a planet and said, okay, we, we, told, we, we delivered a message here, and it was one thing. This time when we deliver the message, we're going to hit you in the face a little more with it. And I, I, th- I think that's what I appreciate about the film so much. Just in case you didn't get it. Well, no, no, that they're not delivering no, exactly the message. same message. It's, a message. it's it's it expands on the first message, and it is all then it ultimately becomes a different message. So, yeah. But I think it was a message that really kind of had to be a little more obvious because it's because the message of the first film is so subtle. So okay, it's a slow burn. It's a slow yeah. It's a slow burn. Well, the film itself is too, but the, yeah. the but I mean the 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 the, the entire saga. Well, yes, eventually just when you get there. More but if you if you just chiseled these two films out and had they ended there, you would have had a narrative from from point A to point B, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's one big message with two smaller messages in it in each one. So. I will refrain from commenting. Maybe I'm getting more more week, esoteric or or, or <laughs> philosophical than uh, philosophical. 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 Is that philosophical? A philosopher. I was so excited to. <laughs> I to, want to see that as a T-shirt. I was now. so excited to share this movie with Caitlin, and she fell asleep in the last oh, twenty minutes, and I was like, "That's oh, when I got. That's when it started fell, getting you good." You fell asleep in the best part. <laughs> 
And then I thought about waking her up, but she'd already been asleep for you know several minutes. And I thought, oh yeah, you. At this point, if you're not there from when the thing turns left, you're not gonna. You're gonna be totally lost if you wake up in the middle of it. So did she wake up afterwards and be kind of be like, oh man, I missed it? She woke up afterwards and stumbled to her bed. <laughs> so she she hasn't said anything else yeah. about missing she the said, last part. She said the next morning. She said I'll need to rewatch that again. So. Huh. It was. It wasn't a. And I don't think it was even a. Oh, she was bored by it. Although well, that, she, that didn't help. Well, she did. It we did, did help start a little later. Slow, yeah. Uh, then we did the Saturday night, and then she did have school that day. No. Yeah, she had school on that day. Yeah, but yeah. not the but, next day. But, so I mean, when we watched it last day. time, it was eleven. She didn't have. Well, I guess she didn't have school at all, did she? Yeah, that was, Saturday, was a Saturday. So she got to sleep in. I don't know how much she did sleep in, but she could have had the opportunity. But we're not talking about Beneath the Planet of the Apes this time. We're talking about but, Beneath but Planet Comic-Con. I'm so proud of Kyle, our meteorologist, who I introduced him to Rise. He is and so he really excited. liked it. He's so excited about all these. He, He's already watched Rise? Yeah, he already Aww. watched Rise. Uh, oh, that's how I, I got him into it that way. I don't think there's anything. There's nothing wrong, wrong with that, that at all. No, I, I mean it's it's, it's it's he doesn't know like watching new movie wrong with classic. Yeah, and he loved the first one so much that. Because I let him borrow the Blu-rays to watch these. I don't think I told you about this. He texted me right before we started. Hey, Keith, guess what I just ordered on Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> he bought the box set. All right. The Blu-rays? Yeah. Only one film in. And Only one film, film in. Like, he bought yeah. the box set. So he is Well, well I'll have to second-guessing second himself when he finished the second one. Because <laughs> he, he said he'd have to, he has he, to, he have he'd to, have to consider it, it yeah. chew on a little bit. So. I, I think, and I can see where it can leave a newbie that way. Yeah. I mean, it... it Honestly, and now, uh, granted, I watched it at a much younger age, and it blew my mind. And I, well, I loved it from then, but it was one of those ones that I was so surprised. I went, mm, "Did I like that?" You know, I, yeah. And well, it was and one then, of those ones as I thought about it. I, well, and then knowing there are also more my, movies you know, coming for my junior high mind, that was like, <laughs> I will refrain from commenting until after Mel watches it. Yeah, you know, I'm should, gonna have to let Kyle borrow the book. It. Too, so we can read it. If wait, wait. There's a second book. No, there's the first. Book. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I after he finishes I, all the movies, I just read say, everything book. beyond Planet of the Apes is 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 right. completely right. Pierre Boulet came in for an early first draft of the second film. <laughs> and um, went, oh, we know you started this, but you know your story. Stinks. Well, <laughs> what it was, I didn't want to tweet it out. Well, I don't, I don't think this will spoil Mal. We're gonna go a different way, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was called um, Planets of Men. So it was kind of it was kind of taking Planet of the Apes and reversing it. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, I don't think it would have worked, honestly. Yeah. So, anyways, did you guys do anything else? I mean, we did a we had a truncated recording week. Work, I didn't do anything. I didn't do work school. Special. Yeah, yeah. I had work and took the kids to school. So work school for me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have anything that you wanted to add? No. All right. Let's That's move it. on to news. Doctor Who Lego proposal moves forward. Yeah. Yay! Excited! Congratulations like on the ten thousands of supporters. We're just rehashing because you were poo-pooing the idea, going, oh, "It's not going to get traction. No. It's not going to happen." No, no, no. Blah, I don't blah, think blah, I blah. said that. I said I, I didn't think it would go anywhere quick, and it and it has gone there. Right. So they they so, proved me wrong. So it's kind of like the White House petition. If you yeah, get so yeah. many votes, it moves forward exactly. in the line. Exactly. So it's one step closer for Lego actually starting to look at it and go, "Oh, okay, let's see if we can make something." I think I also said though all along that this is Lego gauging the popularity. So yeah. this was the new, this week's news is no surprise to me. Yeah. So it the, still doesn't mean anything's been greenlit though. Yeah, so, no, 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 it, 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 it now goes from. 
idea stage to review stage, and a review board comprised of designers, product managers, and other key team members will examine the idea, uh, and that will happen in May. So there you go. I, d- I did enjoy their, um, their, their comments here. Congre- congratulations. Uh, this is from Lego. Congratulations, Glenn Bricker and Kaminoan on reaching 10,000 supporters on Lego Cusco. You presented a very nice TARDIS exterior and interior playset, an assortment of characters from which to choose. We're looking forward to considering this project in Lego Review. But for now, excuse us while we go make an electroshock device. Just in case this really is a nesting plot to take over the world via a toy factory. <laughs> we now officially advance this project to the review phase. Cool. Anybody who's going to write that, <laughs> I'm on board with their, this company. Their heart, their heart is in Doctor Who. Yeah. 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 So, that, that's what that, that says to me. So. Well, exciting. That's that's good. I, 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 I hope it continues to venture forward and... and Ultimately, we get a game out of it. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. What else is the news? Uh, the BBC announced an actress is going to join the cast playing a villain. Keely Hawes will play... I'm trying to find a name now. Uh, Miss Delphox, a powerful, out-of-this-world character with a dark secret. Does anybody know this actress? She looks really familiar, but I could not place her I in anything. Place she's not, place she's done the voice of Lara Croft in several Tomb Raider video okay. games, also. She must be. So I once I hear no. her, no, I so once we hear her, we might recognize her. <laughs> that's where I. That's o- where only I've if seen, she makes yeah. this noise. <laughs> As I threw her off a cliff again. Oh, she played a villain or Laura? You threw her. Off. Oh, you mean she, you, no? She you played, ran off a cliff. She played Laura. <laughs> That's not what you mean. No, Laura often did herself after, very often. After the ninetieth time, it began. I was hurling Laura Croft off cliffs <laughs> on purpose. She, on well, purpose she because she would the, the the camera system in Tomb Raider is always backwards. Where you you you, you know how third person games it was are before they could reverse it follows it around and then you do something and all of a sudden the camera decides it needs to be over here. Mm-hmm. Usually it's right in the middle of trying to jump from one cliff face to another cliff face and the camera moves. Oh, and he she, probably wants to see where he lands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can she land? Yeah. Face so plant. After you miss that jump and Laura cries out in agony. You, you start quite the, the legs scream. <laughs> you it's... start throwing her into rivers and off cliffs. <laughs> and down, scream. Yeah, yeah there the you go. Cross much. scream. Said Marty. <laughs> well, when you've got a really good gamer like Will, um, the James Heckard, a friend of ours, who bad mouths Laura Croft then you know it's bad <laughs> it got better in the later one well, he like in anniversary oh, no. and it was just legend and, and underworld the, the, the mechanics got much better yeah don't don't, don't, don't Laura Croft I played did not have that issue but it must I, I haven't played a lot of them played no he loved the reason. game he just didn't like that aspect of it <laughs> yeah don't get me wrong they were all fun but that is a frustrating part of it. <laughs> I agree. It makes advancing in the game a little difficult at times. Well, and that's how you know you've got a good voice actor, too. When Everybody play the uh, Indiana Jones game? Mm-hmm. When The guy that did Harrison Ford's voice for the... It wasn't Harrison Ford, obviously, but the guy who did Indy. And any time Indy would have to climb up, a, you know, he's always huffing and puffing and, uh, and a lot of grunts and that kind of stuff as he climbs up mountains and, and things. Anytime I missed a jump and he fell and he went, ugh, and landed, and then worse than that was the fact that I had to climb up this thing, and I felt bad for Indy. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm so sorry I'm that I caused you. you to miss your jump. <laughs> I will try better this time, just because of the voice acting was that good. So, so uh, she did do them for all like the, I want to say last generation, but now two generations ago, Lara Croft games. So, Legend Anniversary, um, Underworld, and Guardian of Light. Would we know her from anything else? 
Uh, she has oh. been in Upstairs, Guardian Downstairs. Yeah. If anybody's watched that, she was in Death at a Funeral. The proper British one? The proper British one. Oh. I might know her from that, depending on who she played. She played Jane. Well, that doesn't help me now. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, MI5. No. Uh, I did see Agatha Christie's Marple. No. So a, a lot of so nothing that we've seen. good British acting. Nothing that we've seen her that she stood out in. If we did see her, a lot of British. Stuff, she looks huh? very familiar. Yeah. And the voice of Laura Croft. Yes, yeah. ah. who's British? Wait, was she in Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't surprisingly. Wow. And then the uh, next bit of news: Classic Doctor Who is going to air on a horror channel in the UK. And I think as. Uh, Louis Trapani of uh, Podshock said on uh, Facebook, well, I guess it's better than nothing. <laughs> I guess he said, horror channel? Well, I guess it's better than nothing. <laughs> there's, there's a certain amount. I, I, the, the, the horror, I, I think it's a reach. I think it's kind of like showing wrestling on Swiffy. It's not quite... See, I disagree. It's not, it's I disagree. not that far of a reach. It's not I that far of a reach. I disagree. I, don't think it's, I think it's a very, very small reach, in my opinion. Because um, do they have a sci-fi-based channel over there? Despite... All of well, the, I don't know that, but I mean, I still think it fits. Well, I just, yeah, despite all of the Hinchcliffe stuff, which feels very almost horror, hammer horror, it, I, I think when British children or, or, or people that watched Doctor Who as a child referred to it as that show you watched from behind the sofa, that's how you watch horror films. More so in, and yeah, so, more so in the UK. Yeah, it's a so, horror I mean, show. It, it, to me, it, it, I, I would, it, it doesn't have a lot of the horror tropes. It's, it's not, it doesn't fit in the horror genre. But is it far removed from horror? No, I don't no. think it really is. Yeah. Well, I don't think much science fiction is removed far from I, horror, I, other I, than horror entails a lot of not <clears throat> just suspense and thrills, but gore. And Doctor Who does not have that. I think but does it have the other elements? Does it have the other sure. elements that, that I think it fits fine? It's, I think other, it's, other, it's, it's just fine. other series that are available on this channel include Wonder Woman, Xena Warrior Princess, New Twilight Zone, Star Trek, and The Invaders. That's exactly why. So oh, it's it's man, a sci fi channel. It that's exactly Twilight? why. No, that's just other shows that air. Oh. Yeah. I just said Twilight Zone. New Twilight Zone. Oh, oh. New Twilight. Okay. New Twilight Zone. I heard. All, all, I which was, was bad. Which was, was bad. Which yeah. New Twilight Zone was a lot more horror than it was. Uh, I heard New was and then in the Twilight. It, it, it was more. Um, what was that one? Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. The series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. But they're going to do marathons starting uh, Good Friday. How far are they over going back? Easter weekend? It's starting. Or? The first one that's going to air is an Unearthly Child. Oh, okay. And so then they're going to have a story uh, marathon of one of story of each doctor for the weekend and then what they're going to do after that they're not entirely sure are they omnibus or are they going to be hour, half hours well it it's, it's a marathon so it'll be um, well it doesn't say it okay. doesn't specify but we'll get omnibus I see what you're getting stories okay I gotcha well, still you know well if you live in England this is exciting news if you're here yeah, good for you guys. You've got one of those massive satellite dishes in your backyard and you get 9,000 channels maybe you can tune into the horror channel <laughs> watch some Doctor Who or if you live in Wichita you can watch it on uh you had to bring their, up the their PBS station. <laughs> Starting with some uh, Tom Baker. Huzzah. 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 And last in the news, L.I. Who has announced more guests. Colin Spowell. Is that his last name? Spowell? Spall? Spall is probably. Spall. Yeah. Um, more is, likely. I don't know, but that seems more likely. Is coming to L.I. Who. He, of course, played 
uh, Mr. Crane in Age of Steel, Rise of Cybermen. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> you didn't recognize his name? You didn't? Uh, oh, I didn't. Not not until I heard what he was in. Oh. Went, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Lilt in Revelation of the Daleks. So we're not going to And talk other about, big finish. We're not going to talk about the missing episodes being recovered, huh? Okay, we'll just let that one slide for a week. I didn't see an announcement from the BBC. I posted it on our I, Facebook. I didn't yeah. see an announcement from the read, BBC. I, I read your article, and it's not my article. No, I read the article you posted, the article that you you directed everybody to. It's more of the same articles I've been reading for seven weeks now, eight weeks, ten weeks, thirteen weeks. This is more like in line with what's current, and I think if we keep talking about that, it's like the the the. Um, it's like the magazines that continually to reprocess and regurgitate the same information. So I think that's why I don't want to talk about it. When it happens, I think that's when we talk about it again. Easter Saturday. <laughs> I wasn't done with L.I. Who guests. Okay, go ahead. Fraser Hines is also returning. Yay, Yay. Fraser! So if you haven't got a chance to see Fraser yet, now is He's your returning guest to L.I. Who because he was there yeah. last year. Yeah. That it? That's it for news. Let's move on to feedback. And yes, I know I'm rushing us along, but we're all tired, and I think we all want to talk about Planet Comic Con, so I'm not trying to short anybody, because we do only have two feedbacks this week. That's right. Enough. First Providing up, Keith checked Facebook. I do check Facebook <laughs> and the website. Ah, good man. That's what, I was, that's what you were rushing me along before we started recording. You should have done that long before we started. Well, maybe you should have done that and brought your iPad. Actually, I did. <laughs> I did. Then why didn't you just tell me there was nothing? Because <laughs> it's funner to poke you with a stick. Having now admitted that, I don't want to ever hear it from you. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> the next time Oops. I've got my stick out and you're looking at me like, what are you doing? You know it's always situational. If I'm in a mood, I don't want to be poked with a stick. <laughs> Keith hasn't expressed the fact that he's in a mood. I'm trying to put him there. <laughs> <laughs> this week, part of Grumpy Bear will be pillowed by Keith. <laughs> is that the difference? It's all in my state it's, it's, of it's, mind. It's not that we're poking a Grumpy Bear with a stick. It's that the fact that we're poking somebody with a stick who's now going to be able to Grumpy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> we're self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes. <laughs> we, we, time loop. we are on more things than just that, too, though. So. <laughs> Who's up first? First up is Robert. He wrote in comment question, What? Is that a bustle in the hedgerows? Hello. First off, wow, a little over a week after I suggested it, the TTV book club is up at Goodreads. We move fast. Yeah, well, Chrissy on does. some things. <laughs> Chrissy moves very fast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> She's part of the gang. She's we not moving fast. <laughs> we have a gang now. Here's, here's what I've cool. learned. Now, I'm sorry, I'm hijacking your... Your uh, feedback early, Robert, but here's what I've determined. When we delegate jobs, things get done quickly. When we try to do them ourselves, nope, pretty much not. Wait, 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 <laughs> Until wait. I just get fed up and do it myself. Well, yeah. We, 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 we let somebody Keith's else. like, nobody's done this. I'm going to do it. <laughs> we, we let somebody else handle our, our, our Tumblr page. Yes. Did you guys join the book club? I did join the book club. Who's the second I, person I to, to join? Keith, aren't you paying attention? I have yet to post <laughs> photos from Galley to our <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, okay, so, I was at Planet oh yeah, I was on, on there Friday. Friday, <laughs> Friday afternoon, as soon as she put it up, I was on there. Where were you going? Oh. <laughs> that was my first thought was, I did. I joined, and then I noticed Brittany joined next. And then I, know, I noticed, uh, I might have been Robert was third, or maybe it was Michelle. Those two were close to. 
And I was sitting there going... I think Michelle joined wow. on Friday night who... Maybe it was. Anyway, um, and I, I sat there and I thought, wow, all these people are joining. Where's Sean and Keith? And then it, it hit me. I was like, what? They probably haven't even seen the invitation yet. <laughs> oh, he was playing with it Friday night and it's like, okay, we've been at the con all day and you're going to pull that up now? <laughs> I, I did it Friday night too once I saw the invite. You rated a bunch of books too that night too. You got your uh, profile fleshed out a little bit. Friday. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, because Mel was in bed sleeping, and he had the computer on the bed ticking away. (laughs) I like that one and that one and that one. Sorry, Robert. I I, I knew I was in trouble when I would wake up and realize I'd gone to the bottom of the page and hadn't ticked anything yet. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm done. Sorry, Robert. We didn't mean to hijack your email. Here's hoping it lasts and everyone enjoys it. Yay! I know Chrissy has a poll up already, Mm -hmm. um, and there's been some discussions, so active so far. Earlier this month I, bu- I bought the Rift Tracks VOD of the second Peter Cushing Doctor Who Dalek movie. It's just as much fun as the first. There's lots of riffs about the Dalek's voice, the overall cheesy nature of the movie. Other riffs reference Starway to Heaven, Star Wars, the Washington Generals, and <laughs> Apple. The Washington Generals? I just realized that's who the Daleks are. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor is the Harlem Grove Trotters, and the Daleks are the. I am totally going out and buying the Rift Tracks. If yes, that's the joke they bravo. made, that's, that's probably is. That's worth my money right there. Bravo. He, Washington Generals are the team that always lose. Mm-hmm. Guess, okay, you lose. <laughs> she gets it. She's just tired. Okay. Poke, poke, poke. <laughs> Growl. <laughs> she might actually bite. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. The part of the Grumpy Bear could not be played by Glenn or Keith tonight and will be played by the understudy Mel. <laughs> I learned quickly. <laughs> uh, he continues, enjoying the P- uh, PCC picks you got your posting. I hope you have a good, a good time there. My con season doesn't start for another month yet. I will be going back to Conquest over Memorial Day weekend. Hope you guys hope you get a chance to make it this year. All for now, Robert. Next up is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, Hello, Kansas City. Dear Vortex Boys, before we get into the rest of the podcast, let me give you a nickel's worth of free advice. When you three have to get out maps and globes to settle a debate, that is a sign you need to move on with your news list. <laughs> Chrissy, have you not learned by now? We never move on when we should. Geography is not your thing, boys. This has been well and truly documented. I say this as a listener, a fan, and a friend. Yeah, add that to the in, list in of our things. Defense, at least we know we're not in Canada. That's true. <laughs> that I'll, much we know. Although, hey, <laughs> okay, I'll save it for later. But we do have a gaming convention that has an exclusive Canadian mascot, Canadian superhero mascot. We do? Yeah, in Kansas. We do? Yep. CansCon. They, 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 they sponsored the gaming room. And apparently there's a... Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the website that's now. What that, that's what that was? Yeah. We've, talk, we've joked about CansCon before. I've never... This is the first I've ever heard of well, it. First year, well, I, I've, I've heard of it many... Uh, several I think years. they have a very unfortunate name. I'm sure it stands for something cool, but CansCon sounds to me like, well, I'm just going to go home then because I can't do it. <laughs> Just well, did you can't, see can't that con is that the theme of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's a con. Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Gallifrey this year? I can't. It, it, was, it was an event that was born out of not being able to go to Gin Con. See? <laughs> and therefore, yeah. it's called Kids Con. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's so much more awesome now. <laughs> Glenn's going to go to that one. Uh, okay, quickly it's, fill us in because we it's, 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 set now. To, it's set in Overland Park. <laughs> It doesn't. Their, their, CanCon will be CanCon for me. Their website does not have anything about their uh, Canadian superhero mascot. What? I'm not seeing anything. I, I I brought it up to you in the in the room. Did you? Yeah, in the gaming room. Do you remember that? Uh, was I it the day the I had flyer. my kids or the day I did? The day you had your. Oh, kids. Well, that's probably why I was distracted. Squirrel. <laughs> I apologize. All right. They have a Canadian superhero. So mascot. there's a Canadian superhero mascot. Can't con. Look yeah. it up. Look it up. <laughs> You're on your own. Uh, Chrissy continues. I know you've all got plenty of plenty of Comic Con adventures to get. I'm just, Show today. <laughs> I'm just gonna send Glenn random you... text. Can't con. <laughs> you wait. I'm gonna start. I guess this is why you don't record right after a week a weekend of con. Glenn, you going to conquest? Can't con. <laughs> Can't, can't, can't con equals Glenn. There you go. Hey, Glenn, are you going to Comic Con in St. Louis? Can't, can't con. I'm sure we could get Buckman and Garcia to do the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something they can't con. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Let me try that again. <clears throat> I know you've all got plenty of Planet Comic Con adventures. <laughs> My Little Pony convention? Won't con. <laughs> we're not talking about won't cons. We're talking about can't cons. Why is it a Canadian superhero? <laughs> I was trying to shut that down because uh, it okay. was so random and tangential. <laughs> now he can't escape it. Sucked in. Okay. <laughs> Plenty of Comic Con adventures to get to, so I'll keep this relatively brief. But not can't con. <laughs> Go on. I'm going to go to so, CanCon this year. <laughs> I'm going to read it. <laughs> Just to do it. Uh, can Traveling Vortex sponsor CanCon? <laughs> oh, that would we be awesome. We could take the, the, the card game. <laughs> we could take the card, <laughs> take the card game. <laughs> if we didn't have enough to do this weekend, we should have totally stationed somebody in the gaming room to play the card game. Yeah, yeah, really what, cool. I, it was there. Did you see it? Was, was it? One, somebody it was one of the games it. you could, uh, you oh, could check man. out to, to play. We'll get there. We'll get Sorry, there. Chrissy. We'll get there. Okay. But I do want to let anyone who's interested know that the Traveling the Vortex Book Club is now live on Yay! Goodreads. Yay! So far, there's just a thread for people to come in and introduce themselves, plus a poll to vote on what the book club wants to read for the month of April. The poll will close on March 30th, and I'll announce the winner on Thursday. <laughs> Sean's, <laughs> Sean's tongue went to Cancun. <laughs> We're not poking fun. I'm sure it's a fine convention. I'm sure it I, is. Uh, I will announce the winner on the 31st. So the poll closes March 30th. She will announce the winner on the 31st for the book for April. Everybody got that. I estimate that people may need a week or two to get a copy of the book. 
and to read it. And if anyone has any issues getting a copy of the book, you can send me a direct message on Goodreads or Twitter, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. So if you can't, con, then <laughs> contact Chrissy. Sorry. No, can't read or can't get. That's can't get, not can't go. <laughs> can't read. <laughs> what if I can get, but I can't read? <laughs> then you have a serious issue. Is there a con for that? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're still very much in the early stages of getting things pinned down to a routine. Well, <laughs> not going to get there. Yeah, either, she knows you guys. Don't worry about it. So I only ask people to be patient, and I'll certainly tweak things that need to be tweaked as we go along. Here's a direct link to the group's homepage. We will include that in the show notes. Or you can search Doctor Who Book Club Traveling the Vortex on the group section of Goodreads and find it out that way. Oh, and Goodreads is kind of sneaky about their polls. On the group homepage, there is a sidebar on the right with a bunch of different links for the group. Under this list is a link to polls, and this month's poll is the only one there so far. Or, if it makes it easier, here's the direct link, and again, we'll put that there. Like I said, this is stuff we're going to work at as we go along. A few things for your news list. Hang on, two things that I want to address is, number one, thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. For the quick turnaround response big on applause, this. Big applause. Big applause. Big applause for Chrissy. Also, thanks to Robert, who planted that seed. Spurred the idea. Uh, both of you guys get, get total credit on that because that, that, that's phenomenal, and we're, gra- we're glad that, that we're moving quickly on this because I was excited by it when Robert suggested the idea and was even more excited when Chrissy said she'd take it on. So. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to look at it much. So, A uh, brief side note for any new listeners that may have joined us after Planet Comic Con and gone, what am I listening to? <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Sometimes we're here. <laughs> sometimes we're better disciplined. <laughs> sometimes. Not frequently, but sometimes we're better. Run. Whatever you do, run. <laughs> Hopefully at least you're laughing with us. Not you at can, us. You, you can laugh at us. Yeah, That's too. Um, as long as you keep listening. So the, 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 the Traveling the Vortex Book Club is a club that is on Goodreads, and the idea being that we can read a Doctor Who book uh, once a month or once every two months or so that we all read, and then we can make comments on together. Because if you're new to the podcast, um, you won't know that we have done books on the show, and a lot of people that have not been able to uh, catch up or read along, this also gives them an opportunity, uh, if that happens to be one of the, bo- other, the, you know, the books that is chosen for the month, then others who have not read and reviewed it uh, in feedback on our show will have a chance to to read it as well and give their own personal reviews. So Safety in numbers. Well. That's yeah. what we're going for. So that's that. Chrissy continues. Here are a few things for your news list while we're talking cons and stuff. Friday morning, it was announced that Karen Gillian is going to be at the Salt Lake City... Or excuse me, the Salt Lake Comic Con Fan Experience next month. Yay. They need a shorter con name. The Salt Lake well, Comic Con yeah, fan experience, Fanex, Fanex, but it's. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing: is I, I think the reason that's a, probably the, the quick abbreviation is what people say is Fanex because this I don't think this is their Comic Con. This it's is not like a subcon yeah. of that. So because the other one is Salt Lake City Comic Con, yeah, and so that I think is why. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chrissy, but that is why it's a long title. But I have a feeling that it's probably in casual conversation considered Fanex. Okay. So she's going to be at Fanex next month. Uh, they started teasing. They had a big Doctor Who announcement Thursday afternoon. They broke the news on a local show Friday, also breaking Facebook in the process. <laughs> Here's the official announcement, and we'll include that link in the show notes. I don't have my tickets for FanX yet because I'm doing some stuff there for work, and I'm trying to decide if it's worth getting tickets if I'm going to get in there as a vendor anyway. Also, 
Sylvester McCoy is going to be at FantasyCon in Salt Lake City in July. Ah. And she includes a link there. Speaking of the Seventh Doctor, I had no idea you boys were going to be interviewing Sylvester McCoy. I mean, I knew you said he was going to be at Planet Comic Con, and you were excited about it, but I don't recall you guys announcing it. Maybe I just don't pay good enough attention. But I saw pictures and things you posted yesterday, and you'll probably get to it later, but I have to ask, knowing how Sylvester was at Galley, did you guys actually interview him? Or did he kind of take over and leave you three behind? We'll get to that later. Yes. However, um, let me jump in there and explain, because it occurred to me after I read her We email. never said it. You know yeah. why we didn't? We because never. we knew before we could announce it, and we went into lockdown, shutdown mode so that we wouldn't spoil anything and wouldn't say and anything too soon. And then we never got we, the okay we, we, to well, say we, we were going to be doing it. I, I think we... I sort it was of understood that yeah, it was understood that, that we could, but we hadn't yet, and just completely didn't realize that we hadn't announced it because yeah. in our heads we were already squeeing about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 found out early um, that Sylvester was going to be coming. Well, and it wasn't concrete, and that's it why we couldn't concrete. say anything because you know we certainly can't jump out there and say something that turns around to be not possible. So. Can't con. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Doctor Who air dates, missing episodes found, who's okay. going to be in the 50th. Keith or... and I can't come out and say anything. <laughs> not... <laughs> any, anything in this case that we're contractually obligated not yeah. to talk about. Right, we were right. contractually obligated not to talk about it. So because we were contractually obligated not to talk about it, we didn't talk about it. And then I think we kind of forgot because we were already in the know and we just assumed everybody else was. So. Well, that, yeah, exactly. It was the assumption that we had told everybody. This fantasy con is quite the con. Fantasy uh, Con? Fanta- uh, fantasy, the one fantasy that Sylvester's going to be at. Oh. John Reese davies Sean Ashton, yeah. Doug Jones. Doug Jones! Woo! And, and another guy from The Hobbit. I love Doug Jones! And that's more to and come. Another guy, yeah, another from, guy the from The Hobbit. <laughs> Can't come. Can't come. <laughs> Can't come. <laughs> That's how yeah, it should be said. Yeah. <laughs> like Yahoo. Oh. Like, oh. I did not get I, the Yahoo. I thought he was going for Oklahoma <laughs> or something. <laughs> Keith launched into his own musical number. <laughs> As part of the revamp of the short format, in order to really drive home to our new listeners that <laughs> anything goes in the show, musical numbers may happen at any time. He was on Lost? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Who is this? This dude from The Hobbit. <laughs> Graham McTavish. Get off the internet, Keith. <laughs> Keith, Emdeba. Condeba. Intervimer, do you leave you three behind? We'll get to that. Either way, it's awesome. Now I'm going to shut up and let you tell us all about it. Chrissy. P.S. To any new listeners who have come to the Traveling the Vortex because of Planet Comic Con, may I just say welcome. And come join the book club, and Friday Night Who, and all the other crazy stuff we do here. Chrissy's a better ambassador for us than we are. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chrissy. That's why we Chrissy. surround ourselves with important people. That's the first rule. Surround yourself with people better than you That's are. That's right. <laughs> More competent than you are. Unless you can't con, in which case, <laughs> you get a bunch of people together and go, man, I wish I could go somewhere. <laughs> you know, we should do what? Let's go play games in the basement. Okay. 
I'm being very unfair. That's that's, that's I'm, I'm sorry. That was un, that was that was that was not cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very slap happy. I've had three we, straight days. of We're having a lot of fun so at their expense, but we we, we mean no. I'm honestly thinking of going now because <laughs> it's at Overland Park Convention Center. That'd, that'd be quick and easy too. Yeah. What uh, when is it? It is. Oh, we might as well give them a shout yeah, out. Let's, let's, let's help them out. It is July. 18th to the 20th. So it's two-day con. Are there any guests? 18, 19, <laughs> That's besides the um, Canadian superhero? A vendor. Black Blade Publishing. Do you know what they make? Uh, High-quality gaming material. Okay. For role-playing games. Hmm. We get to play a Comic-Con discussion. I'm going to talk these guys up, so let's... Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> <clears throat> So and that's their first time. That's going to be their first time at the Overland Park. So they're growing. Where were they before? Do you know? No, <laughs> I was getting after him for looking this up, and now I'm asking him all kinds of questions. <laughs> so while Keith looks that up, <laughs> Planet Comic Con was this weekend. Is that what happened? Uh, well, there's our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make it sound like nothing happened. Look for a side trip. Are you there, kidding there, me? There was way too much that happened. Yeah, I, I don't know where yeah, to start. Yeah, no. Um, well, you guys well, need, you early, need to early, start. Early Friday. You guys need to start Friday. because I was not involved until Saturday morning. So you go, guys go ahead and take off here because I'll let everybody know what I was doing Friday. I was working and I was there late and I was mad. And so I, <laughs> I set up a Twitter stream that hashtag Planet Comic Con and, and lived vicariously through the Twitter stream feed. And I was sort of... So excited! I'm going to call you out, Sean. I was so excited because Sean posted a uh, Twitter uh, comment early in the day. Be sure to cover us, or be sure to follow us, and he listed everybody, including me, who wasn't there yet. Um, for our Planet Comic Con 2014 coverage, pictures and, and and whatnot, and I was all excited, and I thought, oh, good, because I'll be able to you know live through you guys. <laughs> We worked hard. You guys were busy. I will give you that. The one picture I posted was all I had time to do. I got one picture from uh, Keith, and I got one picture from Sean. And Sean's was the quiet or the calm before the storm, and it was an empty (laughs) Comic Con because it was before they had opened. And uh, And then the storm hit. (laughs) (laughs) Before Um, we go further. So that's what I did Friday. CansCon last year was at Crown Plaza Hotel in Overland Park. Oh, Oh, that's quite a step up for them. That is a step up. I'm glad they're getting some traction. I think we should go and play some Settlers of Catan. We'll play Settlers. We'll play Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm down. We'll get with Legacy and see if we can get some codes to hand out to people. Which credit where credit's due. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Quick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he said, he said that, that idea, should, too. We should have done that for PlanetCon. I was like, that's a good idea, man. <laughs> I didn't think of that. So yeah, uh, the con started. This is the first day, uh, the pl- or first year that Planet Comic Con went to a Friday, um, and apparently had record breaking attendance. We actually it's arrived at the local news. We didn't know that <laughs> until later, but well, it's automatic because it was a first yeah. Friday. <laughs> so we should have known. Well. I predict great things today. <laughs> um, no, I, I they uh, they had uh, were there at Bartle Hall. Uh, which is the main convention center. And uh, I, I, somebody correct me. We talked, I think, a little bit. That I found out that Bar Hall is like the largest freestanding structure in North America. I keep trying to revisit what I said, and I don't you, remember. You said something along those lines. Thanks. It <laughs> is the largest because there are no pillars. Freestanding, expansive structure 
in North America. Expansive, yeah, right. because expansive. of the cables. That's the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's expansive. It is North America? Because it uh-huh. used to be the world at one point, didn't it? I think it's North America. But it's just North America. Because I think now. there's a sign as you come in, and I can't remember where I saw that sign, but I saw it on writing somewhere. Maybe it's in Bartle Hall. I can't remember. Hmm. Anyway, I think it's as expansive because it's this way. Yeah, so yeah, it's a huge building. It is, and we, we really only we still only took up a part of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot more Bartle Hall than what we even got, and we got we get a big chunk of it. Yeah. So. Well, and I it say was we like it's our convention. But yeah, <laughs> well, it is our convention. Well, that's true. And it was double the size that it was last year. They yeah, had, on, they the, had, on the, the convention floor. They had double the convention floor well, space for the dealer the, the, and double the panel space yeah, yeah. compared to what was there last year. And the panel, there was the big panel room that was the same as last year, and then all the other panel rooms were fairly even size down below, yeah. which was not Because was, last year they which, had split one yeah. room in half because it's divided off and made that two rooms, and those, that was the other panel room, which we were in one of those last year, and Kirk said himself... I'm going to tell them that Doctor Who needs a bigger room. So, and they and we did because we, yeah. we packed it last year and turned around, packed it, eventually packed it again. And this honestly, year. I think Timey Wimey might have even filled up the main hall Timey too. Timey needs a bigger. <laughs> Timey Wimey needs a bigger room, but we'll get to that too. Um, so Friday started and um, we were hopping pretty much. We got, well, we got at, there and we did the we tour. We got up at six thirty and we were there. The tour we had to be there by eight thirty. To get our volunteer instructions and get the back tour because some of us were um, leading guest stars and some of us were being room monitors and so Kirk wanted to make sure that people knew how to get the guests well, to their especially places. Especially since it was a new setup this year yeah. compared to last year, right. it was important to get the behind the scenes tour. So, so guess who missed the behind the scenes tour on Friday? <laughs> Sean. In fairness, we were two years in a row. Two years in a row. <laughs> yep. In fairness, well, we were, at least he made it for Saturday. We, we were driving That's in, true. <laughs> and so knowing the time factor and everything, I went ahead and dropped them off, and then went. Well, he which means is ironic. They, we were walking out of the parking garage as he was dropping them off, and, and he we means didn't, we they, didn't coordinate it that was, at all. Uh, myself, my daughter, and her boyfriend Brandon, who Jesse has volunteered before, but Brandon had not. So we wanted to make sure Brandon got there to make sure he got the volunteer stick. And, you know, the instructions needed and whatnot over. So Sean dropped us off early in there. As we were walking up, here comes Blake and <laughs> and Keith. Hey! You know, so we all got to walk in together, which is kind of cool. Except for Sean. <laughs> Who then had to drive down to check into the hotel and had gotten early permission to check in early. They're like, yeah, we've got one room. Now, keep in mind that, okay, so in Kansas City, because, you know, Kansas City is such a great town, we can't schedule things not on top of one another. <laughs> So we've got oh. <laughs> Planet Comic Con going on downtown Kansas City. A very few short blocks away from Planet Comic Con at the Sprint Center is the Big 12 basketball tournament going on. And then on the other end of town is Naka Con, yeah, which is the big Overland anime Park. con down in Overland Park. So all three going on this weekend. There were no hotels to be had. Mm-hmm. So we were not in the close Marriott. We were in a further away Marriott. And we had arranged everything out that we were going to buy bus passes and bus up and back and forth. So I went and checked into the hotel, dropped everything off, grabbed the stuff that we needed, and then bust my way back to Bartle Hall. So <coughs> I still got there before the con opened, but I missed oh, the yeah. tour. <laughs> we filled you in, though. But they filled me in, which would come in hysterically funny later. <laughs> we lost Marco Kidder's story. <laughs> we didn't lose Marco Kidder. Um... So yeah, they they pretty much meld. Uh, so you were so you were a workhorse. So you lost Lois Lane and the Doctor. We'll get there. 
Did, did Jesse and uh, Brandon enjoy volunteering? I barely saw them. <laughs> and Jesse had a stressful... She, she had a stressful had, go of it. Well, because this was a different layout for the con. You yeah. know, the audio and everything was different. And so there was some technical difficulties. With, it was, well, not, it wasn't bad, but there were a few hiccups. Yeah. And, I mean, it was just, you know what... The they, that she was sitting in on. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we had it, too, with Timey Wimey. Well, actually, it was Clint that... Or Eddie that had the problem, not timing wimey, but yeah. Every t- anytime you rearrange a con in the way it was originally structured out, you're going to have some issues, and the issues got resolved as quick as they could. But you know, her and Brandon did enjoy it. So I we worked so hard this weekend, though, and Friday was a, a full day, and wow, yeah. You had you had a lot on your plate, Mel. Yeah. You and, yeah. and Jesse, and yeah, you guys <clears throat> had the most out of any of us. Well, I think more than anything, it was just I, I, my personal opinion. And I don't know if Kirk, if he's listening, will, will vouch for this, but I think it just means because a because of the way your mind works, whereas the three of us are squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go chase this tangent. Kirk knows he can throw you something, and it's going to get done. <laughs> but it's also the fact that because you did a good job last year, he knew he yeah. could he could load your plate with this and trust you to do this, this, and this. Well, and this. And I, I, I think it's a great compliment that you yeah. were busy. No, oh, yeah, I I didn't mind at all. And and what was nice with a, a lot of your stuff is you weren't all over the place. You were it was a chunk at a time, at a one spot. And, and, that's and, what, and that's what they did this year too. Yeah. Was instead of having multiple room monitors throughout the day, it's like three for the full day. Yeah. And so from a couple of the other people, like four panels that, at a time. I'm trying to think of who who had the. Someone made a comment about room monitors and that it was nice to have the same one through several panels because they got to know that person and knew what they were doing and what they expect from that person versus yeah. multiple monitors. Yeah. So. yeah, I think that was a good setup. Um, so you were off doing that, and then my first big responsibility came as I was going to table sit for Margot Kidder. <laughs> Margot Kidder, Lois Lane at the con. Fantastic. Great. And so I... So go, you lost her and you were table sitting? <laughs> I'll get there. So I go over a, a little early and introduce myself to... Um, whoever her handler person is and, you know, just say, you know, Hey, I'm here for Margot Kidder. Not yet, but just so that, you know, when she leaves for her panel, I'm supposed to sit in on her stuff. And her handler says, I don't need you. Like, Oh, really? He goes, nah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay here. It's like, you sure? He goes, yep. Okay. Which happens. That happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, it happens for my yeah. table sitting yeah. job too. So I was like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm free. And at that moment, the, uh, there was another person with a badge and somebody else there, and, and they're all going, well, who, who's Margot Kidder? Who, who's taking Margot Kidder? Nobody knew who was taking, who was escorting Margot Kidder. I was like, I don't know. And they said, well, are you doing it? I was like, well, I suppose the table said, but I have a free hour. I can certainly take her over there. And I'm like, okay, it's your job. It's like, okay, cool. Where are we going? <laughs> because I missed the tour. So then there was some confusion on where 3501 is because I'm used to last year's layout, which was not, there's A, B, and C. That's it. Where do these numbers come from? They're all the same level. Yeah. yeah. And so there, there was some, I didn't realize it was main hall. If somebody just said, oh, she's in the great hall, I'd have figured that out. So uh-huh. uh, so I've got the security guard on the phone going, well, where is this? Well, it's across the sky bridge. I was like, well, yeah, I kind of figured that it was in the other room, but I, which one of the, you know, I was like, I don't want to wander down there and go, hang on one second, Margo. Uh, it's this one, you know. So um, at that moment, she got up with one of the other volunteers and, and kind of wandered away from her table while we're trying to figure that out. And then a sec- an actual security guard, an honest-to-goodness security guard shows up. I'm here to escort Margot Kidder. And we all went, 
Really? Because I thought it was supposed to be one of these. She goes, no, all, 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 all celebrities are getting celebrity. All celebrities are getting security escorts this year. It's like, oh. At that moment, Kirk showed up. Kirk t- is like Superman. He's got the red shirt on, and he flies in and fixes whatever you know needs fixed. He's like, hey, what's going on? So I just explained. I was like, I don't know who's supposed to do it. I'm volunteering to do it. She's saying that she can do it. And then we looked around and realized Margo was not at the table, and we had no idea where she went. <laughs> Okay, so now, oh my God, where's Margot Kidder? And um, I won't dis- I won't disclose where Margot Kidder was or what she was doing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she turned up, and and uh, and so we 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 got her to her panel, and 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 everything was fine. And uh, because I didn't have to table sit, I got to sit in on it, and she told some amazing stories. I had no idea her life was as interesting as it was. Hmm. That she grew up like literally. Like twenty, she was born and raised twenty miles from the Arctic Circle, like in the huh. middle of nowhere. That, all that you told me. Yeah, I thought told I told you the front part of it. Didn't see the front. I didn't hear the front <laughs> part of it. But you told me about sitting, ch- sitting and chatting. With so her. yeah, um, huh. and, and it's just she's a fascinating life story. That she had never seen wall to wall carpeting. That she had never seen a movie. Huh. Uh, they, they just these are things that they didn't have up there. And she got her first movie magazine. And fell in love with the idea of, look at these people and the lives they lead and all this kind of stuff. And that's amazing. I want to do that. And her, her mother outlawed these magazines from being in the house. There was just absolutely no, we're not going to deal with that. So she would get a supply from the bush pilots who used to, you know, <laughs> you've seen this in the movies, right? Where the, the hard drinking bush pilot with a big grizzly beard comes in and does something. Apparently these guys exist up there. Maybe they're in Canada, too. I don't know. But they're all over the place, and they would smuggle in stacks of these movie magazines, and she would devour them. And, and she, she joked that, you know, whereas we were stuffing other things in between the mattress and her bed, she had movie magazines that she was putting in there. And I just, it was a really fascinating talk, and I kind of wished I'd gotten to spend more time with Margot, um, but I didn't. So, And that was the extent of my work responsibilities for Friday. So I didn't have a lot to do with that. I, I didn't have a lot on my plate initially. I, I hung around and helped Kirk and Kelly with some stuff, uh, handing out schedules to guests. Got to hand the schedule to uh, Sylvester McCoy when he got there and cool. talk with him a little bit. Uh, and then I was supposed to go table sit. They didn't need me either. And so uh, the photo guys needed a volunteer. And Kelly was like... I don't know how, or didn't know who she was going to send, because everyone was booked up, and so I was like, well, I I don't have anything. I can go over there. I was there till 6 o'clock, from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Oh that God. was my Friday. <laughs> so I spent, like, maybe 20 minutes wandering the floor. Now, Froggy's Photos is where you go. You was book, where the you celebrities book, go. You book your celebrity who you're going to get your, photogra- your photograph with. Yeah. You go there. You get that nice photograph that you pay, you know, forty dollars or whatever for whatever, whatever the amount yeah, is. And yeah, you, and you get your photo at certain your professional times. photo, and then they print it for you and all all great stuff, which was fine. It was it was there were parts of it that were a lot of fun, uh, especially when the celebrities when when the celebrities would come up and do the interviews. You could get to see them coming in and coming out and then kind of interacting with them, and that was really neat. Eddie McClintock came through and it was really funny and really nice and. Uh, Jewel came by, then the Trek people came in, and it was just a rush. And I was <laughs> now, part of that handling all the money and taking all the care of taking the orders and making sure everything was straight. And so yeah. part of that I just found out I think was like, apparently the planes were delayed. Yeah, and so they had to completely rearrange a bunch of schedules. Yeah, and stuff a lot of planes day. were delayed. They had to push people back. Uh, 
uh, Ratzenberger didn't show up, get get in at all until like ten o'clock Friday night, and so they had to shuffle a whole bunch of stuff too. Yeah. So I actually heard when I was over there uh, talking to John Ratzenberger, uh, the guy came over and said, "Can we get your froggies in today?" Because we had a lot of people that had signed up was waiting and hoping to get yeah. in there. And he said, yeah, absolutely. If we can squeeze it in for 15, 20 minutes, we can do it. So, so it, it, he's pretty gracious about it. It was a fun experience. I don't know if I would ever want to do it again because it was kind of high pressure. <laughs> and sucked and a, it sucked a, the Friday afternoon away. Sure. So that, that was my pretty much my major volunteering responsibility on Friday. Other than the nice running errands for Kelly and Kirk. But other than Which that. Which is why I didn't get to tweet anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I kept running into the same problem I seem to always run into is my phone goes, oh, we're in con mode now. Which means nothing's going out. Well, yeah. And <laughs> I apparently left my Wi Fi on and <clears throat> it wasn't connecting. And so it's constantly trying to connect. And then my phone died at like 4 30. <laughs> the con ended at 7. <laughs> Guess what? AT&T, four bars, the entire con, and I sent all kinds of stuff out. I would switch carriers. See, I yeah. have AT&T. I didn't have oh, any problem. Oh, you do. <laughs> I, it was battery problems. Not yeah. That. yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, if, you know, that's part of what we had is, Which is we funny had our Wi-Fi because you, you recently switched from Sprint to Verizon, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And went to a con in a city where Sprint is the character be, uh, carrier because they are <laughs> headquartered. Sprint, Sprint, yeah. Sprint is headquartered in Kansas City. <laughs> Although the, the old joke... Oh, the irony. <laughs> the, the, the old joke used to be that when when Comic-Con was at the old building, which literally the old... I don't remember the name of it, but the old convention center there in there in... Uh, Overland, 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 Overland Convention Center. Overland Park Convention Center. Yeah. It's across the street from the Sprint campus, mm-hmm. and there's no Sprint signal across That's the That's based street. on the building, the aluminum yeah. Uh, yeah, Because of the, the, building, structure, of the, the building. structure of the building. And I, I, I honestly think over uh, the Bartle Hall may have some similar construction methods in it because... No, but I had... I, I, I didn't had have any bars, problems. So yeah. Wouldn't, that wouldn't be... Because I, 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 you're I, right. When I was over at the Overland Park Convention Center and you Everybody past, had problems. I had issues. I'd have to go outside if I wanted to uh, send any messages or yeah. get any sort of signal, even cell signal. So. But uh, in between, which makes con going a lot nicer when you have cell signal. It's easier to text or call. It's easier to send things out. Well, in contact or or just contact, yeah, yeah, contacting and coordinating makes it so much easier. We uh, we did pick up uh, Jewel State's autograph um, on Friday, and uh, because that was kind of what we planned on doing, since uh, Mel's block of responsibility was later, or was it earlier? It was later, wasn't it? On Friday, since her block was later on Friday, we thought we were going to try and get our autograph hunting done early. And kind of do what we did at Galley. Let's get everything knocked out on on uh, on Friday, and then you know have the rest of the con will help out and here and there, and you know it'll be open for for whatever we need to do. And then of course the planes didn't land, and so any of the people that we were directly going, oh, we got to get this person, this person, this person weren't there. So we kind of had to reshuffle our internal thinking as far as how that was going to work. But uh, we did get Jewel on Friday, and then... Um, we went through. We didn't get Eddie's um, from Warehouse 13, Pete. We didn't get his autograph, but we made sure to go through and shake his hand and let him know. And he, he had this sign up, and Sean's got a picture of it. I hope he posts. Eddie had pictures or table pictures of 10 bucks, hugs or 4000 but that was crossed out. <laughs> and then wrote free. And then advice, 14000 And then he crossed that out and wrote free. And then T-shirts, $30 or something like that. It's like, he Eddie is real personable, real friendly. And just, he, one thing Sean pointed out or mentioned was the fact that he took his chair out from behind his table 
and put it in front of his table and made sure that he was up front and personal with everybody that came up and got yeah, an autograph. Yeah, he was never behind his he table. Never. never behind his table. Never. He Have you ever just, watched Warehouse 13? If anybody who has, he yeah. pretty much is Pete. Yeah. Yeah, he He's really Pete. is. Even, even maybe a little ratcheted up a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> if you can imagine but that. Just, just such a nice guy. We, we were standing in line just... Just, just to be able to say, because we're, we're both relatively new to Warehouse 13. We, yeah. we haven't mm-hmm. seen, uh, you guys have seen more of it than I have. But uh, So we just wanted to say, hey, dude, you know, uh, we, we enjoy your work so far. And thanks so much for coming to Kansas City. Walked over. He hugged me. Just just <laughs> right <laughs> off the, dude, boom, big hug. How you doing? Hugged Mel. What's going on, guys? And thanks for coming. I'm so happy to be. I mean, he was just, now, admittedly. It was early Friday morning. So. <laughs> it's easy to be cheerful. It's easy yeah. to be cheerful the first day of first the con. Party. I'm, but just walking past him on Saturday, on Sunday, he oh, was yeah. still up at that level. Mm-hmm. And so that that was one of the coolest things when we were seeing him set up his booth and he took that chair and moved it to the other side of the table. <laughs> I didn't I realize he had done that. What yeah. are you doing? And he stayed out there. That's that He never sat so down. Cool. He was so energetic and outgoing to everybody that came up. And um, I really hope we get him back because now I kind of want an autograph. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's so cool. I don't. I don't think he sat down. No. I don't think he did either. I don't think, yeah. he, I don't think he even used the chair. I honestly think if 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 he was at, at his table, he was out in front of it, pressing the flesh and walking around and and you know, with people, which was really cool. That was an impressive that one. To me. Cool. Um, who else did we do? We did something else Friday. We talked to a bunch of your artists that uh, that we get every year. And um, um, Ari, uh, Ari, and I finally know her last name. Ari Monroe. I, Ari Monroe. <laughs> She's a very excellent artist. Every time I go to um, a convention, I look for her there because she is one of my favorite artists. Um, we went and stopped by Philip uh, Philip Moy. He's my other artist that I collect from. Um, I did my two panels in the afternoon. Um, one was, uh, and I want to mention this because of the gentlemen that were on the, the panel. It was called uh, Comics Without Capes. And I don't, I don't get a chance to read what the discussions were about, but the panel was about the direction that comic books take and how they're no longer solely focused on superheroes, that they're branching out and discussing other things. And Doctor Who was mentioned oh, um, oh. in the comics that... You know, you're no longer. These are talking about like real life situations and how they can take characters like in Doctor Who and put them in real life situations and see what happens. And uh, I really hate, I can't remember people's names, but uh, it was just interesting to see everybody's intake or input on take on the different comics and way things are going and how no longer focused mainly on superheroes that they're branching out and discussing different things and venturing to other topics like Doctor Who. So it was awesome to be on that panel. Speaking of Doctor Who in this con, I'm really impressed by it. I mean, if we th- look back to the first time we went to this con as a podcast... And how little Doctor Who stuff there was in general, and how much little representation there was. Looking at it now, it's like you would never have known. There is so much cosplay, shirts, and merchandise Mm -hmm. that it it, it makes me really proud. I'll take credit for that. (laughs) I think all three of us can. That's traveling work. Yeah, that's all us. I think fandom can take credit for that as well. Oh, the fifth Purely based on on us. There was, um, and once again... Tons, tons, tons of cosplay. My hat's off to the Kansas City cosplayers in general, because they do a phenomenal job. There's so many really, really good costumes at Planet Comic Con every year. I mean, I expected to see the most 
on Saturday, and there were a lot, but there was a lot on Friday too, especially of who. There was a lot on Friday, and a lot of who, and a lot of di- a lot of diverse who. Yeah. I saw, now, I saw a lot did, of Seventh Doctor, which was yeah. awesome. Did you see the little Seventh Doctor? He won. Did he won the kids? He won, he won the kids. Yes. <laughs> he was fantastic. It's too bad that that went on during our panel. Our panel. <laughs> But he, yeah, he he won the uh, the, the costume kind of, and he, he was spot on. Had a curly, I don't know if it was real hair or not, but had what looked like a curly it, it wig like on a wig, underneath yeah. the, the hat. And the vest, his his one of the best vests I've seen. But I saw several of those. Eleventh um, Doctor still very 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 strong um, in in representation. Not and, as many tens this year. Yeah, not as many tens. I was a little surprised by that. I kind of I I, I figure tenants always going to be a, a that shadow on a cast so far though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. And, and I think as we get further and further away from his tenure, <laughs> his tenant year, you could do that too. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, obviously, as Capaldi comes in, we'll probably see more and more. Capaldi's I was surprised we didn't see any Capaldis. At least I didn't in the costumes. I didn't um, see any Capaldi. I didn't see any. I only saw one piece of art of Capaldi too. But the, in, in a way, that doesn't surprise I me. I think that's more of a. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, a lot of Matt Smiths this year. And then, of course, Sylvester McCoy, and, and you know, I, I sent out the picture, and, and of course, Glenn had to go right on the parade, that he's got the longest line of the con. And I was like, well, he's the only guest there, so he's only got the... No, he said, rightfully so. Rightfully. Well, yeah. And then That's later, what he said. And then later he said to me, well, he was the only guest there. Oh, but that, I, that must have been in person. <laughs> you said that to me in person. Okay. You did. Just trust me. <laughs> but here's the, here's, oh, yes. here's the deal with that. <laughs> Well, well, I think that followed the the, the, the Star Trek actors. Yeah, were all yeah, you're, you're right. I did say that. It, you know, it followed the, the it followed, fact it followed that, the logic. There, was, there was Eddie and uh, Sylvester. That was that about were, it. Yeah, nobody oh, was Jewel. there yet because they were delayed. Oh no, Jewel didn't get there for like four. Yeah, well, that's true. She was she was late coming yeah. too, wasn't she? At any rate, um, oh, yeah, Sylvester's oh. line was loaded. Yeah, his was loaded. But here's the thing, though. It was loaded most of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it, was, it was. It was. Every time I went back by it on Saturday and Sunday, it was really. I saw it. I did. I never saw it. Empty. No, he the only time it was empty is when they were shutting down the line because he was taking a break. Yeah, yeah. That's, if he was yeah. leaving the table, that's when it was empty. If he wasn't there, yeah. The rest of the time, there were always people. Now everybody else kind of had that ebb and flow that you get with cons, where you kind of try and hit during the ebb and not the flow. Uh, Lee Majors always had a really good presence too. It seemed like he always had a really, a really long. Yeah, I wish I'd have gone by and chatted with him. I missed him altogether. I know Blake went over and talked to him. Um. But yeah, Friday was Friday was a really good day, and again, the the the, the, the redesign with the expansion that they had in Myrtle Hall, I think, really benefited. It was the so much flow. The, the flow was better. The more way space. things were laid out, there was a little more space, and there was even the still some room they can expand. If, really, yeah, yeah, within that space, if they needed yeah, to, within, yeah, within that space. So, so that really helped out, and I think the panels were the, the paneling rooms were really really nice this year with the way they had that set up. That it was, I thought, very easy and can, kind of convenient to get back and put out. Of course, the Skybridge part still kind of sucks because it's in really another building. But you know, nothing yeah. you can do with that. Yeah, you can do. So, um, I mean, that was, it was it was a good Friday. It was a really good kickoff. I think yeah, to, to the I way through. it was kind of kind of gave us that. All right, let's go. You know, a good good energy day to go on. So. And then Saturday came. And the chaos of Saturday. <laughs> wow. And the massive, massive, massive people. I think all three, at least the three of us, tweeted out a picture of the line outside yeah, that we, we were, saw going over the sky We bridge. went over when Sean, because Sean was able to come Saturday morning for the tour, because Kirk wanted to make sure yeah. you know, the Saturday people who weren't there Sunday could do the tour, and Sean came on. And we were coming back from the main hall or the great room or whatever they want to call it. 
and my internet connection was stupid too. And I try, I t- I happen to be walking the skywalk, and I happen to look over with Corey, a friend of ours, and I'm like, whoa. I was, I I I I'm new to the to the whole convention thing. I I've not been to like the Star Wars conventions that you and Sean had gone to. When I looked outside, talk about a lot around the block, up the roof. When I see, well, this was almost to that extent. Yeah, it was almost to the extent because um, from where? No. Well, from my no, I'm sorry, it was not. No, no, but if you consider, it could have been down the street and around the corner, and it still wouldn't have been even close to the extent of celebration. Well, okay, maybe not, but it was still it was a long line from inside the building. You walking across that? John and I stood on a roof. In a, in a line that winded like this, lapped Snake itself like, like 17 we don't times. Know how far it went. And <laughs> we were on the roof of the building in the back, and it wound down around it, and down some steps it, and it, down it, around it, the corner. It, it, if, if it was Bartle Hall, it would have gone down along the hall, around the corner, around the back side of the building, up a flight of stairs, and then done this on the roof. Yes. <laughs> That's where RCA we were at. The dome <laughs> takes up three blocks, and you went two of it in front of the building. That's Sorry. the line okay. we were in. No, it's still the no line has been more massive than that one. <laughs> it's the longest and line. At no time did I ever feel more guilty about accidentally getting into the line on the last day of the con, but that's all another story. <laughs> all right, now we know. Line jumpers. <laughs> we we the, technically did. Do we feel good about it? No. Did we get into the con earlier that day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was a case of mistaken identity. It was a mistaken identity. It was a it, actually it was more of a when you try to cross that the stream and it's the rapids and you're you're really near the base or the very top of a of a waterfall and it continue you know the water's really rough there and if you tried to ford that river you're not going to ford it you're going to go on downstream. That's what happened. <laughs> we were swept away. We were swept away. Sorry. <laughs> really derailed us there. But. In the history of lines, that was the line. All right. <laughs> well, like I said. This one is still really But this one was really impressive. This was impressive. For, for when we walked Comic-Con. across the skywalk there and I looked at, I was really shocked. I was like. And it wasn't like it was single file the, either. No. This was a wide, wide line. And it was wrapped around the corner going down the street to where we couldn't see it yeah, no more. Yeah, and I'm like, that's for here. Oh, my. We're in trouble. So I tried to get my stupid phone to send out, you know, the thing. And apparently it posted the picture twice. It's like once wasn't enough. It was but, an impressive picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. We were like, wow. Well, and then so I had mentioned because they had the news report on that morning when we were at the hotel getting ready to go. The record-breaking crowds on Friday. Well, okay, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, we're, 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 we'll claim it. It's record. It's true. Yeah. Wait, when you, when, compared when to zero, what's when, yes. when it's your first Friday? Was that hype? Yes. Was it a stretch? No. <laughs> well, this is the news reporting it, so record break because of this. And the, which they were probably running our friend's package. It might have been because. Um, at, at, Did it follow a robin around? And I don't. A little so. boy. A little boy robin. No. Oh, okay. Well, not at that time anyway. Not that I saw, but because um, Planet Comic Con traditionally does not announce. Their their actual numbers they, yeah. they they have not to my knowledge ever put out this is how many people we had show up so we've kind of always guesstimated just based on well it feels like this based on other cons that I've been to um, but they had record according to the news they had record breaking cloud, uh, crowds on Friday and there was an estimated forty thousand people that were expected to show up Saturday so I mentioned that to Kirk that morning and he went eh maybe and then that picture came in that you took and I showed him the picture and he looked at it and went. Holy cow! Is that here? 
Obviously, it's here. He can tell. Because <laughs> I sent it to Sean because I couldn't get the stupid internet to work. I'm like, look outside. And Kirk was totally amazed at how many people were in line. I'm like, we're going to be busy today. Yeah, and I, I think that was kind of when the, 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 the volunteers all right. All right, you know, let's yeah. hitch up our boots and get going. So <laughs> we were, it was busy nonstop too. And even with the amount of people that we seen out there, though, it, like I said, I mean, any con you, when you're going down the hallways, you have to stop and wait for someone to get out of the way or yeah. going to be taking pictures. But compared to even last year, um, it didn't feel congested with Bra- all bravo, the people. Bravo, bravo to it did bravo. not feel to, congested yeah. to the to the organizers of Planet Comic Con. Bravo because. By opening up that exhibitor, they recognized yeah. last year uh, how, how there was a congestion. And, and, and the con was phenomenal last year, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they recognized the congestion and they recognized some of the problems. And I've always admired them for troubleshooting things from year to year. And even when they're at the con, they're very quick even getting during things the con, and getting, yeah. getting uh, it solved. Um, so kudos to them for taking up that entire convention center area that we got this year and spreading those out because that was the thing is that Skywalk was always busy last year yep. and it was wall to wall people and it was the only place you could go sit and eat and do those <sighs> kind of things and then as you tried to walk through ex- exhibitor ch- tables the convention has become so popular that it was it was elbow to elbow and last year was only what 25,000 people so yeah. that's half of what uh, a little over half of what probably showed up each day this year yeah. and so by spreading that out I never felt like I was nope. standing behind somebody or that was just ambling around or I couldn't get around anybody nope. this year there was really that kind of that more there was free always, flow there feel. was always a direction yes. that you could take I, to get around I, for I people I to certainly applaud features. them for recognizing that and I think that they, 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 that Layout has it down now. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and especially totally with works. the addition of the more food vendors, because <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a big problem last year. Oh, yeah. And there was another thing I want to say about uh, Planet Comic Con's organizers is the fact that thank you for listening, because that was one of the things that they asked. You know, what can make the con better next year? And one of the things that I know that they got a lot of com- uh, comments on was the lack of food, the lack of food offers, and so they they opened every vendor. Station yeah. in that particular center. And there was, was open. even some downstairs. And then they had the little, yeah, they had mm-hmm. ones downstairs. They had the the little uh, little booths, you know, the yeah. kiosk kind of yeah, like kiosk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and those lines were long again this year, but understandably that, so because mm-hmm. last year it was Quiznos, and the line well, you, was you got in that line, you were going to be in it for like an hour. Yeah. This year, if you got in line, you maybe were there for 20 minutes. But that's because, I mean, everybody eats at noon, and that's when everything... And, and none of the vendors ran out of anything this year. Everywhere I went, yeah. you could get essentially what you wanted, except for Papa John's was having a hard time. In fact, I went over to get a pizza, and they were out. I, I went over, too, and yeah. the on nuts, Saturday. The nut man, he kept running out of nuts. Well, he, he just could not keep up with the demand. <laughs> the There's so many people yeah. there. I mean, I, I, the, the, whoever they contract with on those, and, and the nut guy's probably separate. Then, then mm. like oh, the yeah. He paid to be there. Yeah. Um, they made bank this weekend. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. No I, doubt. That's great. I used an ATM today on Sunday. The, fi- the third day of the con, and it still there had was money. still money in it. Yeah. I, I bet they That's refilled it. Well, I'm sure they did. But, Each day. Yeah. But for that, for an ATM <laughs> at a con to have money was it is on unheard the main of. Floor? Yeah, it was in the, in, in the vendor's room. Wow. So, so. That was just, well, yeah. that helps that there were more ATMs, too. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is one of those things that we, we, we've always said that, you know, we, we appreciate Planet Comic Con. And, and, you know, as con goers, when a con recognizes that this is an issue, let's fix it, and they do it quickly, that's something that we notice and we, we love. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I always, I don't know why, I don't know why I have this kind of in the back of my head. I have what I kind of like to think of as my fire escape route. Not necessarily like if there was a fire, but just 
Okay, I suddenly, need to get someplace in. I, I, suddenly I'm feeling very claustrophobic. There's way too many people here. I want out of this particular space at this moment. I don't care what I'm looking at. I just want to move somewhere else. I always had that option this year, whereas in previous years at different cons, I've not had that. And so that was so appreciated just that it was just like, you know what, I'm going to step over here for a minute, kind of re-get my bearings, and then jump back into the fray. And you could do that because there was just a little bit more space between the aisles, and it was so wonderful of a I, layout. I so suffer from, I, I, I mildly suffer from that, and I don't wonder what, what that is, where you can't be in crowds for very long amounts of times. It's not I wouldn't call it a fear. It's just some it's, people it, just can't handle crowds. I can and, and it's me. I can't do it. And I, and it, especially if it's wall to wall and it, for any long amount of times, I have to go kind of I really want to go someplace to segregate myself and I didn't feel like I had that let's this year or last year. This year I never got to that point where I felt like I was overwhelmed yeah. and I was in a crowd for too long and so yeah, it was it And that's not so to say that better. it wasn't busy cuz obviously it was, it was oh, very it was very busy. It was packed. It was it was very busy. And and, 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 and Scott Snyder was a very good example of busy. Uh, the man was not charging anything for his autographs. He didn't even have anything out on his table to buy. No, we buy those he didn't. to buy something. But his line and this is another fabulous way of how they laid it out, knowing that Scott Snyder was going to have a big turnout. Or Tony Moore, who was on the opposite corner of him. On the opposite corners, they had his line wrap around the backside yeah. of the curtains away from the traffic so as not to block the, flow, the ebb and flow of the con. Yeah. So knowing that Scott Snyder was going to be there and knowing he was going to have a big turnout... The way they had his line hooked back behind, yeah. out of way, out of the way of the con, was awesome. Yeah, they really did a well. Scott really Snyder writes Batman and uh, Superman. The Saturday we had, I had moderator for Brent Spiner and Lavar. The, so the panel part, before us. the panel before um, Sylvester McCoy. So part of the room moderator's job is to lay out the name tags for them and get their water bottles and get their chairs situated. Brent Spiner and LeVar come out there, and they do this weird running across the stage, running back, running across the stage. <laughs> so when they sat down, they ended up sitting in the opposite person's name. And so they went along with it and said, okay, well, I'm Brent Spiner, and it was LeVar. And LeVar's like, I'm Brent Spiner, you know, vice versa. So that one gets done, and I know the next one is Sylvester McCoy because I'm room moderating for him, too. And Victor is... Uh, he's, like, he's like the stage manager. He's like the stage manager and was helping out with audio and stuff. And um, Sean was going to be escorting. Well, all of you, all of we you guys all, all of you guys were going to be escorting. And so when I laid the names out, I said, like, you guys know how the names were laid out. Because apparently Brent and LaFar had problems with where their names were. <laughs> so um, you guys... Came backstage, or we're going to go get him, and I, um, you came back with Sylvester McCoy, and Victor's like, okay, this is, you know, how we're going to do it. We're going to, you're going to tell him where they're at and give him a 10-minute warning and let him know when, you know, things are over. I says, Sylvester's not going to stay on stage. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he will. I'm like, Victor. Sylvester's not going to stay on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, you guys. <laughs> so, we went to pick up Sylvester McCoy. That was our, 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 our first job. We and and somebody didn't pass along the message. We were that on time. <laughs> somebody didn't say, 
Oh yeah, security's escorting celebrities. Like he learned with Margot Kidder. Why didn't you think of that? <laughs> with what? With so Sylvester? You just said cele- the security you on Friday was that security escorting. Was escorting. I asked the person who was there, I said, did security come and get him? And they said no. Oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, I didn't know. I did No, I did ask that. Well, because, we went to go no, pick up Sylvester. We went and he's to pick there. up Sylvester, and we said we're here to pick up Sylvester. And they said they already came and got him. And we went. And Sean said, "No, they didn't. We were supposed to pick him." He says that. No, they didn't. We were supposed to pick up Sylvester. Well, he got on the little trolley and, and rode off because they had these little goat carts mm-hmm. that ever that they got to ride in. Some of them. So we all looked at each other, kind of dumbfounded, like, oh, we've lost but, the dog. <laughs> so, well, no, so it, wasn't, we it wasn't even at that point that we thought we'd lost him. So yeah. we rushed back thinking, okay, well, we'll, we'll get there and, and he's, Sylvester he's, he's will be there. Yeah, he's backstage. And we went back there and, has uh, anybody seen Sylvester? No, he's not here yet. Oh, uh, let's go oh, check no. the dressing room. Now we, uh, yeah, we no. checked the dressing room. He, uh, he's not, not in there. Not in there. Check the dressing room, check the back hallway, check, check the, the other bathroom. Way. Yeah. Check the bathroom. No Sylvester McCoy. We lost the doctor. We, we wait a couple minutes. So at this point, and then I call Kirk. <laughs> um, Kirk, <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking at the, we're looking at the clock. We're looking at what time the panel starts. We're looking at all of the stuff. Well, luckily, Lavar and uh, uh, Brent went long too. Yes, so. looking at all the stuff that's supposed to, you know, it's like we had one job. That's <laughs> true. Go we're get gonna, Sylvester. Well, we had two jobs. We we're going to get Sylvester to the panel, and we we're going to moderate this. Thing. I, fe- I felt like it was a Monty Python skit gone bad. <laughs> Go get him. Bring him here. Right. We'll stay here until he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sean runs off to see where it's going on, and. Keith and I are waiting and kind of looking around. Then I finally go down the hall and I open the door and there comes Sylvester McCoy being escorted by security (laughs) (laughs) to the back. And I thought, oh, good. We haven't lost the doctor. He's here. And so we got a chance to sit with him and talk with him a little bit beforehand, kind of give him an idea of what we were going to do. We gave him an idea of of what was going to happen. Apparently Blake shook his hand and he did the cane thing where he did that to me too. And then Blake got to do cane tricks with his cane. Oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> he got to twirl his cane. <laughs> yeah, he did that. I went up to introduce myself, and I said, uh, my name's Glenn, and I'm a traveler in the Vortex. And I felt it go on my hand, because what he does is he hooks the, his cane on your arm, so you've got it, and then he does that. What are you doing with my cane? You know, it just kind of pulls it back like you Because when you, when you pull, when, when you, when you pull yeah, your hand away from the like, handshake, all of a sudden you've got the yeah, cane. Yeah, I've got yeah. the cane. So, um, so he did that. I felt it going on there, so I, I kind of played along with it, because I, I, I knew the shtick. Um, in fact, that's kind of a Buster Keaton thing, which is he, he pulls a lot from uh, the old days. And uh, so he does that, and, and we got to chuckle out of that. And then uh, they introduced us, and we told him kind of the things we were going to do because we kind of had some things planned. Some of the things that if hopefully the uh, McCoy panel has posted before this one goes <laughs> up, you'll have a chance to hear um, the actual panel, panel itself. But uh, we had a, we think of you and we, we love you. We had a few things that we had planned out, um, but we tried to make them look spontaneous. And uh, so we went up on the stage, and first we ironed it out. And I said, "Now, Keith, you know, you'll introduce." I do my normal intro. Yeah, intro to the show. I'm going to introduce McCoy, and then Sean's going to take point. So uh, ask some things questions. are going well. And when, ask when, did Sean, when did Sean get notified he was taking point? Glenn? Twice. When did Twice. Sean get notified? Once on the phone. 
Well, she had asked me three what, times. What what time? Uh, Prior to getting there, on stage, Sean get notified. You taking point, Glenn. And then, uh, yeah, was you remember that well, part? It was, of, the, it was actually when we were going to get McCoy. You remember that time. part of the story where we just told you about we were on our way to get McCoy? <laughs> That's when Sean found out he <laughs> so was taking point. Sean, Sean's going to take point. And was able to plan some stuff out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah invited I, you. Planet Con- the, the, the the Bar Hall people wouldn't let me back up the story. So anyway, so we get on stage and things are going swimmingly. Keith introduces the show. I introduce uh, Sylvester McCoy. McCoy comes out, sits down, and Sean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. who has planned he does this great bit, has planned this bit. No, 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 no. McCoy, McCoy does this great us. bit, and he says to Blake because he's still backstage. Watch this, and he just sees McCoy run. Oh, and he yeah, runs he backstage, back around, and we're all, all waiting for him to come out stage left. And he comes out stage right. <laughs> Blake has the greatest Sylvester McCoy story ever. Is that we're we're up on stage and you're going through? Yeah. Here's a man needs no introduction. And at that moment, McCoy turns to Blake and goes, "Watch this!" and takes off. Vroom! Smoke. And he, he says it's like a cartoon character smoke trail because he's just doing this behind the stage and he runs all the way down to the other end of the stage. And you introduce him and we all turn left and there's no Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> he's gone. Gone. And he comes up from the other yeah, side. Yeah. So he sits down, and uh, I think I ask him. I think I ask him something. I ask him about Kansas City. You asked him if it was Kansas his first time in Kansas first City. First time in Kansas City. Yeah. Still trying to set Sean up to take over and ask a question. And so there's this. You know, he talks, and then there's this little hesitation. So then Sean, who clever as he is, I come to find out later. Matt, yes, you did get credit for this. Um, <laughs> they st- we, we, we had staged the selfie, the, uh, the ultimate yes. selfie, uh, which came off tremendously, I think. Oh, Ultimately, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, that is, that, well, that's the nature of a this selfie. Is, this is Keith, this is Sean, and this is me. <laughs> so, but Sylvester's anyway. no, really is, good. Sylvester points center, which was well, the most well, important. I'm sorry. Yeah, if there so. was one person of the yeah. four of us that's getting in that photo, it's no. Sylvester McCoy. I, I wanted to try I to get as much as the crowd in as possible. And we did. We had the crowd yeah. in there well. So, so I think that came genuinely... <laughs> When I, when I flipped the thing on and I hit the button and, and it flipped the camera mode around and he could see what was on the screen, that well, was a real reaction. animation mode. He, he was went. really tickled by that for some reason. Like, oh, look, it's a little video thing. <laughs> I mean, he, I, that was the impression. I don't know, maybe he was putting his on. He went into animation mode. He, he got really excited yeah. by that. So Sean takes the picture and, of course, we're joking with the audience. You know, somebody's not smiling in the back and we're playing along. And, and, and I think the audience generally had fun with that. Oh, yeah. But my thought was... Wish Sean had asked a couple of questions and then went into that so that we kind of would drag this out a little bit more. But you did it, and I thought, okay, that went off great. And then you sat down, and we let the crowd <laughs> die down a little bit, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. You make it sound like it there was felt, a pause big enough felt, to drive a truck it through. It felt like a pause big enough to drive a truck <laughs> through. And I waited, and Sean didn't go anywhere, and I realized, you know, I don't have any questions these are the people that want to hear from him. So I said, let's just do it. And the other thing that, that, that set me off was there was already lines lined up. Yeah. Well, and they were going to ask questions. Yeah. And my thought in my head is McCoy's going to go in the audience. I don't want to let any more of these people come up to Mike's because they don't realize what's about to happen. Yeah. And I didn't want like a massively long line. And then McCoy couldn't get down through there. Which And, and then by the time he goes out there, the so, room's like half full. I said, so should we turn, you know, 
the questions over the audience, and which surprised him because I think he expected more questions from us before he went down. So he jumps up and I said, well, you know, unless you want to rest a little bit. And he goes, oh, no, no. And he, he goes down the stage and he, he does his thing. And I look at my clock because I've got my uh, uh, phone there and realize we've only wasted four and a half minutes. <laughs> And my thought was, well, when obviously we were, when we were not we were ourselves. At, when we were at Gallifrey, <laughs> Barnaby Edwards and, and Nicholas Briggs talked to him for at least fifteen minutes before he went in the crowd. And I thought, here's a seventy-some-year-old man that I've just sent out to cover an hour, who's had knee and ankle shit. surgery. He's, he's covered. He's going to have to cover an hour, which. I don't care how much time you were giving us or if we were getting extra. I was done at yeah, 10 no. because I wasn't going to let that man go any longer. <laughs> because my, as this is going on and he's going out and he's doing this terrific stick, and we're not going to talk about what he did much because that should be but saved for the we, we show. We should say some that he didn't stay still. He didn't. He walks no. oh, everywhere. That's the man works the crowd. You can't hear that. And I can attest to that. He is the, walking around the whole time. You hear here's the other half of Mel's story from earlier. Yeah, because I can attest to that. Because I told Victor, I said, he's not going to sit still. Still, he's all, yeah, he will. And, <laughs> Not going to stay on stage. Yeah, he will. And, Why okay. do you think the man requested a wireless mic? They didn't think about it because they gave everybody wireless mics. But So Sylvester jumps off the stage and Victor looks at me and goes, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you, like, hopefully you looked at him and with that, I told you so. Oh, no, I even said it. <laughs> I turned to Victor and said, I told you so. And Victor goes, Kirk, we need security. <laughs> Did we get security? I never saw that. He, he, God love Victor because uh, he, he, Mel, Mel yeah. security. I she, and she didn't follow him. She wasn't shadowing the man, no. but you could tell she was making she point. Was, she, where was, she was, she was at places him. where she could track him. She was like a predator. And honestly, <laughs> I, I looked at her, and, and it was at that point it dawned on me what you were doing. Yes, and I realized that you were within. Uh, Two seconds of being able to tackle anybody that came near him to harm him. And I was like, you go, Mel. (laughs) From from our vantage point up on the stage, it was a little bit like watching Pong. (laughs) It was. (laughs) You were back and forth on one side of the aisle, and Sylvester would just kind of bounce around in the crowd a little bit. It was like he was purposely avoiding you. Well, at one point, he cornered me. I'm like, ah! (laughs) It's... I felt horrible because I kept blocking people's, you know, pictures and stuff. But it's like Victor was, he was flipping out. I felt really bad for the people on the front row. I know. <laughs> yeah. I got front row seats to Sylvester McCoy. Oh, my gosh, he's clear at the back. <laughs> well, if Good he, thing we had a screen this year. Yeah, we did have a screen. And at one point, you know, I think they gave up on the security part because I, and I was supposed to take pictures well, of you guys up on the stage. And oh. it's like... That ain't gonna happen. Yeah, thank you to everybody that was in the yeah, audience. Yeah, thank um, In Sylvester's defense, that's his stick. That's what, that's he, does. what he does. That's yeah, his absolutely. Thing, we knew he was going to do because that. it makes it more of a personal Kirk experience. Kirk knew he was going to do Kirk that. Kirk knew he was going to do it. Now, Victor apparently. Well, we warned. We warned. We warned Kirk that he was going to do it. Victor did not believe he was going to do that. We warned. We warned Kirk that he was going to do it. I'm not sure Kirk even knew for certain that that was. He did some Google searching and YouTube, you know. Oh, did he? Okay, videos because that's how we knew about the spoons and stuff. But Sylvester's. This is okay. So let me go back into my story because. It's now ten minutes into this panel, and he's the man is spry <laughs> and running. Every, now this is a guy that walks with a cane. He walks with a purpose, but he's not really fast when you see him just walking normally. The whole well, time we were backstage, he sat. 
which is perfectly he, fine. He, he made sure to take the cart everywhere he, he went on the car when he went places. Okay. He was saving his energy. All of this is bottled up in my mind that I haven't seen this man walk much, and when I have, it's been slow. And even though I went to Gallifrey and I saw the man work the crowd and work very... We're ten minutes into this, and I'm. That's when it struck me that Barnaby Edwards and <laughs> Nicholas Briggs talked for fifteen minutes. The man was in the crowd, maybe twenty at Gallifrey, before he went back up on stage, sat down, and they chatted a little bit, and they closed it. And my thought was, we're less than ten minutes into this. Great, I'm going to wake up to the headlines tomorrow that Sylvester McCoy had a heart attack <laughs> and died because he worked the crowd for nearly an hour. <laughs> Oh, no. So I'm up there just, that's like on the forefront of my mind. Um, so, but he did marvelous. He he did. So he, wonderful. He works the crowd. And if you listen to it, I, we won't give away a lot of the things that he did, but he did play the spoons. With, uh, Keith has the spoons here now. He didn't stay in one spot. He, he went all the way to the front, all the way back, all the way front, all the way back. And he made the wonderful comment. <laughs> the camera guy. The, 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 the camera the That's camera what I was operator. getting at. Is the poor camera operator who maybe has to pan. Back and forth. Left right a little if, bit if, on if, a stage. If, if you zoom in on this pan. person who's saying something, and then the other person says something, you might have to pan over to this side to get the other person, or you might zoom out. They are in their paycheck that, that day. <laughs> That's it. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> and from and what I saw, they stayed on They him. did. They did a real good they job. They did a really good, good job. job. Kudos to the camera he operator. He stopped and commented, too. He goes, I'm making you work for your money today, <laughs> aren't I? He looked at the camera <laughs> yes, and said, did. I'm making you work for your money today, aren't I? So, um, Sylvester was great, and mm. uh, we I, and that was why I cut him a break, because I said, a couple more questions. Even though we had five minutes, I was like, a couple more questions, because I thought if he t- he'll either take two out there, or he'll realize, okay, I'm tired. He'll come back up on stage and take two from us, which was great, which actually worked. We did It well, worked really well. We did a- I asked him one more question, I think, and then, of course, at the end, if you've listened to this, we had this plan that we wanted to be in a band with Sylvester McCoy, so... <laughs> Should we go we into more detail about the band? Well, the fact that we had planned to do uh, William Tell Overture, and just on the spur of the moment, and I had that, well, duh moment. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> so okay, Mr. Good. McCoy says, sure, should we play the Doctor Who theme? And I, I, I think I even hesitated for a moment, and I looked at Keith and said, yeah, you guys want to do that? <laughs> we I had practiced, we had practiced William Tell. I wonder why you guys had that look on no, your face because everybody paused. I, I blame Glenn because he he came up with the idea. I, I blame Glenn thought, too because he came up with the idea. But here's the I deal. thought everybody when, knows William Tell. Glenn pitches the idea and it's says it's a rhythmic song. It's rhythmic. And it makes sense. He says, I want to do this and we can it, do yeah. the William Tell Overture. And my first thought is we should do the Doctor Who thing. <laughs> why <laughs> didn't you say But you, you sold me on it with, well, it's rhythmic and everybody knows it. And I went, yeah. okay. <laughs> not going to want to so, do the Doctor Who theme. We'll do the William Tell Suffice it to say, we launched into the worst <laughs> version of the Doctor and, Who theme. Did you see I'm the look on his sure. face? And Sylvester I us. It and I was yeah. playing it, and Sylvester tries to get us back on well, task. He does get us back on and task. And ultimately, <laughs> at the very end, we learned that we need to leave the music to the musician, yeah, and he, we need to stay out of it. Yeah, the look on his face was priceless when he heard your guys' is not harmony at all. Now, now, keep in mind... So we weren't trying to do harmony. We, we, we were all trying to do it, the melody. You know, Here's the thing. You can tell. Here's the funny part of this. What were we playing? 
We haven't told them that yet. Oh. What were we playing? Well, what kazoos. We were on kazoos and couldn't the get The easiest right. instrument to play. All you have to do is blow. Oh. No, you, so, blow, yeah, huh? you don't blow. blow? On it. You don't. Everybody okay. keeps saying. Blow. He said, "Well, you just blow on it, right?" No, you hum. You, oh, you just hum and blow. No, there's no blow. blowing involved. <laughs> you just hum. Apparently, I haven't played a kazoo in a really long time. So Ollie here at Traveling the Vortex. I had to teach Glenn Shawnee how to play kazoo. Glenn pitched this bit as we're going to be remembered as the guy that did the guys that did this with. Oh, we're the, remembered now. We're the now, remembered of the guys, guys that who screwed it up. The <laughs> They're a great Doctor Who. Podcast. You know what? I, I'm glad. I'm so glad we did it. I think it came off memorable, despite how poorly we played. And I hope everybody Hopefully enjoyed it. They remember the last end of it instead of the first. The, the, well, I don't even think I. I it, Thinking back through it, it, well, thinking back through it, you mean the beginning of the bit or the beginning of the the, of the convention? The beginning of the bit. No, the the bit. The bit. Yeah, the bit. His his reaction was I think baited up. Priceless. Yes. And we should just we should excise this bit from the show and just say we planned it. We should, we should just roll with it and say we were. It wouldn't next. be traveling the vortex if we didn't no. screw something up. <laughs> we, we, we've never not aired our mistakes in the past. Why not? I might add that I, I felt good about it after we were done. Even I did though too. It, we, it was, there were missteps. We in got that there. Part. It was great, and it, it really didn't hit me until I got on the road that night. That wow, we just hosted the panel with. The Seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy. We and we're out to dinner. Like what? I'm, I'm I'm going back to look and see what time it was. Nine something probably. And I get a text from you saying we just hosted a panel of the Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like nine o'clock. It started to sink in on the drive home. Eight forty-seven. It, it hit me when I got home and we were putting the kids to bed. Well, we were putting Mason to bed. Caitlin went to a sleepover. And we're putting Mason to bed, and I sit down, and I was reflecting on my day, and I went, wow, <laughs> wow. And actually, what had happened is I got home, and I looked at Facebook, and I saw all the posts of the of the panel, and then just... And, and then the pictures of us. Okay, of us. so a couple things on and that real quick. that's what it looks like from that side of the table, because <laughs> it looked completely awkward and different to me on the other well, side. And I noticed throughout the entire panel, I we sat down, and it was like... Yeah, three quarters full. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's a kids' costume oh, contest going talk on. About that, we weren't even three quarters when we sat down there. Yeah. We were a little less than half, but there were still people coming in, so it was encouraging. Two but I sat probably. there and I thought, oh man, all of these panels have been stocked, and we've uh, this. Is, but this is Doctor Who, and so I was like, this, it's going to. There's going to be more people, here, and I really ex- half expected that we'd get a little more than half. Here's the deal. I expected First about all, two thirds, honestly. Kept this is a big room. It this is, is huge. huge. This is you should have seen all, all three of us tweeted the picture yeah. from our it point of view. It is huge. This is a huge room, first of all. Start and with. Secondly, that, when you're in there and you're backstage and you see it full of people for LeVar Burton and Brent mm-hmm. Spiner, yeah. it's huge. And it was at capacity. They weren't full letting people. any more people yeah. in. No, okay. we, yeah, we blocked off the access and said, go away. So then when you initially come out for Sylvester McCoy... And it's that somewhere between half, three-quarter, mm-hmm. you know, mark. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds. There's a little disappointment, but you rationalize it by going, it's not Next Gen. Right, It's right. not Brent Spiner. It's a Lamar British Burton. show. It's a British show. a lot show, of Americans are Sylvester coming McCoy, to. And, you know, okay. Seventh Most people might recognize him more as Radagast you know. than a doctor at this point. Yeah, absolutely. In America. I want to talk about that, too. But so, so, you, so you get out there, and then we launch into it. We start doing our stuff. 
and the room kept filling, just kept and filling, kept and filling, and kept filling, filling, and, filling, and, filling, and, filling, and, and was one hundred percent full. I was and, and, and we standing room only because I was I was beaming by the and, and this was this was only fifteen twenty minutes in, so we went from just like a little over half full in that ten or fifteen minutes. Now again, they the kids' costume was going on at that time. I think a lot of people were filling in. There was probably it looked like a couple kids Burke from the costumes ran Brent over. Spiner Spiner went over. And so a little bit. So uh, they had to clear that room and, and bring people in. Uh, they didn't clear it. They weren't clearing. They weren't anyways, clearing. But, it. Yeah. but the cl- room had to clear itself and come in for the new people to come and in. We, and yeah. we we kind of got they they kind of got us out there started early. And I think we the, we were the chance to get maybe things back on schedule because I think all the other well, bands had been kind of going <laughs> ironically over a we were bit. the last one until the costume yeah, contest, so we could have started yeah, late and gone long. We and so, Would but a normal podcast for us. part of me wonders is when he got off that stage and went in the crowd that there was maybe a buzz that went down the hall that, hey, Sylvester's down there and he's, oh, he's I working the I crowd wonder. and people kind of came to see what was going on. So I don't know. I was on stage. So just, I don't know I'm either. I was chasing Sylvester all around the room. <laughs> Suffice it to say... I had a blast, oh, and I yeah. think that that was such an incredible experience for us. And despite the fact that we had little interaction or anything to do with it, I, I, I was proud to be a moment of that and proud to be on the, sharing the stage with, with the Seventh Doctor. It was it was a blast. It was a lot Absolutely. of fun. Absolutely. Um, would I do some things differently? Yes, but uh, yeah, we'll, it we'll, came we'll, off. I wouldn't well. be traveling we'll the vortex. Off, if we yeah. We'll it plan for well. next time. It came off. First, well. first of all, well, it wasn't for huge, like huge, huge thank you to Kirk. Yes. And and, and, yes. and, and Chris Planet Jackson Comic-Con and Chris Jackson for allowing us the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Which, that was huge. Uh, and, and secondly. Thank you for to Sylvester for allowing us to record the panel. Yes. yes. He agreed to yes. it. Yes. Yes. Thank you to Sylvester for that. Thank you for Sylvester for being a, just a, an awesome guy, a good sport, and willing to kind of. Guy. Yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah, can, we can do Real sure. personal, too, because when, actually after the after the uh, panel was over, we were sitting out back because oh, they were they were, we were trying to round we trying up to get a the for uh, transport for Sylvester to take him back, which I was really hopeful that we'd find something because again, it just ran around a yeah. room for an hour. He seemed but kind of tired. He was, but and Akif, unfortunately, you went off to, to help to find it. Keith and I actually stood there and had a conversation. We got to talk and, and with Mel, him and Mel. Well, with, with uh, uh, his, his agent. agent and Sylvester, we all had this nice little conversation going, although you kind of started <laughs> talking to the agent. Yeah, and you guys were having your own conversation, and Keith and I were having a conversation with Sylvester, oh. and he's a real personable man. Oh, he's and a really joy, nice. to Patricia? Patricia. joy to talk to. Patricia. 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 Uh, Patricia Arthur is uh, Sylvester's agent. She was a joy and a wonder, and we have her contact information. And uh, a, a little bit that I can leak now is that, uh, for those of you that are listening, Sylvester is planning a U.S. tour that he is going to be going on, and he's going to be hitting a lot of different cons around the area. And Patricia is going to be sending us information on that. We'll contact her and make sure that we get it. So that as soon as it's finalized, we will let all... And I'm sure it may come hot on the heels of other cons announcing it. I don't think it's going to be exclusive or anything. But no, we, no. we will make sure to let you guys know so that if you have the opportunity and Sylvester's coming to an area near you, go see oh, it. One of them is... Part guy. of that tour is the Salt Lake one. The Salt Lake one that Chris uh, and, and Conquestaboris, I believe, has him this year I think that's uh, in Alabama. Yes. So that's that's all part of the same tour. Yeah, so so definitely thank you to her as well, and thank you to our friends that showed up. I don't know if you guys noticed this in that kind of wave we had of a cheering section there in the middle. We had a cheering section. We came yeah. out, and people like screamed, we were like traveling the vortex. People were like, ah! and I was kind of like, 
Yeah, Who the hell here knows them? We had a cheering section <laughs> in the middle. We said, we're traveling in Vortex, and then there was this cheer, and I thought... Are we in the right place? Where are we? <laughs> Sarah afterwards... <laughs> <laughs> My thought was, are these people that would funniest, show for anybody? <laughs> funniest, <laughs> funniest thing afterwards, Sarah was like, you guys got a really great reception. I love you guys, but I didn't think anybody knew you. <laughs> it's like, not like got we got up there and said, send me to school and put my rules. You know, yeah. it wasn't anything like that. No, I mean, but there, were, there, was, there was a rise. People got, it's, you know, and, and I, I like to think part of it is my enthusiastic introduction. I will sure oh, well, go with that. Well, well. Personally, I think uh, uh, Ben Buckles, he was in the audience ben, there. Ben, he was uh, there. Kelsey and Kellen. Kelsey and Kellen uh, were in the audience my, my there. Sarah Steve and Mike Colton was there. Steve. Um, Steve was there. was there. Oh, terrific. Colton, yeah, Colton was there. Um, oh, no, Matt, we said we, this is what they ignore you on Oscars, is you should never start naming people. You <laughs> Those were the only people I saw. I would like to thank well, everybody I, I, in that well, audience. Was in the background. <laughs> I honestly didn't even see where Sarah was sitting in the audience. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't recognize a face because it was one big blob it, of it, people. It, it, the, the people we know that were in the audience were people that came to us afterwards. Brian got, or, uh, yeah, Ben got in our uh, picture. Did he? Yeah, he posted it on his page, and he, he kind of directed where they were in the picture. So for the, the tweet that, that the, we did. The selfie. So that nice. Was fun. Um, but thank you thank you to Mel for doing a great job yes. re-monitoring, uh, because you, 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 that was a tough job, and you did it well. And then thank you to Matt Quick, who came along and volunteered on... He was pretty much our audio guy. He was and he so helped us out for the audio. And then once Mel got bounced over to playing Pong with Sylvester, <laughs> Matt jumped on the camera. And so we have a little bit of video segments oh, that we'll be able to put together. Which we got one posted, a uh, cell phone video. Of him playing the spoons. Of playing the spoons. Yeah, and yeah yours. Was, yeah. Uh, Sarah got video of the kazoo, and I'm working on getting off... Of the, of the kazoo bit, I'm working okay, on getting cool. that off of the uh, camera, uh, so her look, phone. So, too. Yeah. so hopefully, this will be a well documented event. But again, thank you so much to everybody for for just being there and supporting us and and Sylvester and, and making this a great con because it was a, it was just a phenomenal. And, and quite honestly, I don't remember much of the rest of Saturday because of that high. Well, just, unfortunately, yeah. I didn't do much else after that. I didn't either. In fact, I left because my kids were they were tired because yeah. we they got up early. So we we actually hit the road and came back, and then I came back on Sunday. Uh, by myself, and actually today I had a light schedule, so uh, I actually got to finally walk around. Because with the kids, you can only walk so much in the ex- ex- exhibition hall. Because the artists, they don't care that much about them. Some yeah. of the some of the the vendors, some are of more, yeah, the vendors are more up their the, life because they have toys yeah. and things that they're familiar with. Shirts. Some of the artists in Artist Alley, which it's 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 fine. It's 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 they're geared towards some of the pictures are geared towards older. Kids and adults, and it's some of those and things. That, well, it's, <laughs> and I, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about adult content. I'm talking about just scary images. Imagery. Oh, okay, scary like the zombie ones and that, stuff like that. that yeah. Caitlin could handle, but I, you know, Mason, Mason doesn't, yeah. he doesn't yeah. need to take I, I that home at night. So we kind of try, we kind of stay out of that area, um, and then we, we went over to our table in the cosplay for a little bit. Uh, I should say on Saturday, kind of our. Uh, I hate to say this because it's almost like my little secret right now, but it's not a secret. It's just a best-kept best secret. The gaming room, which they expanded this year and they put in a perfect oh, location, yeah. by the way, because last year, it, it because of the situation, got tucked in the back of the um, Great Hall. And so it was very inconvenient and difficult to get to, and I don't think a lot of people knew about it. So situated where it was this year in front of the Great like 
the rooms that the, 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 the right, left flipping it and putting it right up front. It was, it was noticeable, and I think room. they probably got more people. And this is where we were talking about um, that group, that Cantcon, that uh, they they did a gaming library, and essentially they they've done this for years. Yeah. There's oh, there's been a gaming library as long as I've been there. The idea is that you can go over there and they just have a plethora of games. And you can check them out by giving your driver's license and they hold on to it while you take the game out and you can explore and play and gather people. And it's it's a great little meeting area. It's a really to do clever that. idea. It too. is. And when you've got kids my age or the yeah, the kids that are their ages that I have it's perfect to go in there and take a break because they have, not only do they have things like Munchkin and Settlers of Catan and, and all of these different, you know, kind of what you... Uh, Uno. The, 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 gaming, geek, the geek the niche games. games. Yeah. They also have Uno. They mm-hmm. also had Sorry Sliders. So it was an opportunity to take my kids in there and kind of get a break and sit down and... And, and entertain them. Not still. to mention, it's not an overly crowded room. So if you're one of those people like me that you, you can only tolerate being in heavy crowds for very long... It's a, it was a nice place for me, kind of a sanctuary for me to go get away from that, not be around that, gather my thoughts, do some text or not texting, uh, twi- Twitter, things like yeah. that. So that worked out really well. So kudos to them for doing that every year because I think that's a great idea. Not only does it get you away and get you off your feet for a little while, get you a break, it also allows you to discover some new games. Yeah. It allows you to take those games and sit down. And, and, and there, there's people there that will help you. In fact, they had one table in the center where a guy was running a game, and I, I forgive me for not knowing what game that he was running, but he was running a game where you could you could come in there, get you know, sit down oh, and nice. find figure out this well, game. And he had a sign saying, "Sit down, we'll teach you this game." And so, there were several gaming uh, booths in the there floor, were. so you could go learn a game and then if go you, buy one. Yeah, <laughs> if you found a game that you liked, you could turn around and go in the exhibition yeah, hall. So, so really, kudos really to them. And that's I think can't con guys. I can't thank you guys enough for doing that everywhere <clears> because it's it's tremendous. Caitlin actually looks forward to that now because a few years ago when we went when it was at the other location, I remember you sitting over there. We went over there and we games. checked out uh, Jumanji and one other. I think we did. Oh, we did Jenga the first time, and then Jumanji, which is an old old board game. It was based on the movie that's based on a book, and but Caitlin loved the movie at the time, and she she connected to that. And so we played that, and learned how to play it. It was a lot of fun, and this year it was good because they have games that are that are Mason's age as well. So he, yeah, we played Uno that's and really things a, that he were from, that was great. familiar with. So it worked out really well and and it gave me a chance to sit down and charge my phone a little bit because there's electricity <laughs> well and just nice to get off your feet for it a little is, bit too it is and again for me to yeah. get away from those crowds that was that was my problem is that every time i would get to a moment where i could sit down for a second i could feel all of the energy seeping out of my feet <laughs> <laughs> and it would pretty much be i better get up because i'll stop moving <laughs> That's what well, it's funny it got to the point where if I needed a break, I said, I'm going to the game room. And by the end of the con, you both knew <laughs> that if you couldn't find me, check yeah. the game room. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's in the game room. Uh, we walked the floor a little bit uh, after our panel because uh, Sarah's brother came, Mike. It was his first convention ever. He was really impressed by Sylvester. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he commented several times to me how impressed he was by Sylvester. And then also LeVar and uh, Brent. And so we made sure he kind of walked the floor and kind of soaked everything in and enjoyed everything and didn't really get to do any shopping. So Sunday, we kind of took it easy and came down late and only stayed for a couple of hours and did a couple things and did some shopping and called it good. Sunday was my wind down day because I because having the panel and having the kids on Saturday, I didn't get a lot of take a lot of time for myself. So today was my day to kind of come and, and of course Mel's 
was surprised because I caught up with her first because you were still stranded <laughs> at the hotel. And uh, she was surprised that I hadn't seen a lot of that stuff over in that that one corner of the of the uh, uh, building. Oh, there was a lot of stuff I hadn't I seen. The, art, the nice uh, thing is, alley. yeah. And when you come early, as they're letting people in, you have a good forty minute window there of not a lot of traffic. And yeah. Sunday morning, even more so because I think people come later on Sunday because yeah. they they've done two days of con well, and they and might the just have a their, to do. The artists like get there earlier too. than what the earlier. vendors do. Because and so, well, and they really don't take their stuff down either. Because no. there's not really anything to steal or anything. Right. So so it was nice to go back there and kind of take my time, be able to look around. Mel kind of accompanied me and kept me company while we were over there. And I think I kept you company. Because, but, of course, you know, I'm over there encouraging to buy things, too. So I was, I was hey, having to spend money. I had money. a perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a chance to do that and uh, got, um, uh, yeah, your cup. You can talk about your cup. <laughs> we walked over there. I'm going to take a little bit of credit for this because we walked over there. I really hadn't. We, I told you, you we you, hadn't been busy the saw, whole weekend. You saw the cups and you went, oh. And I think the first thing on your mind was, I need a cup for my tea. That's what you said. Yeah. Hot or cold, will it work? So we asked her and she checked and she looked in the thing. And Mel was still kind of like not certain that she was going to get this cup. And I said, Mel... It's got a unicorn on it, and it's purple. <laughs> and I think How I sold her on it. She went, yeah, you're right. I want to get that. Cup. <laughs> so she got the cup, and then she, of course, got a picture of it with it. it's the stuffed unicorn that's on it. I'm a, I got the impression these are unicorns that she. This is, was her thing. This gal. This, yeah, that she makes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, oh, nice. it's. I think it's her line of uh, her line of stuffed animals that she creates. And in in, well, actually, I think she makes characters. Or a story or a background yeah, too, so, so yeah. yeah. But it's a unicorn that's a wizard on a purple oh, that cup. That was the other thing too, huh. yeah. So it's okay. not my because little pony. She, I said it's a unicorn <laughs> on a purple cup, and it's it's right up your alley. And then the lady says, "Yeah, this is," and she said the name of the unicorn. And then she goes, "It's a wizard," and I went, "And it's a wizard." <laughs> <laughs> Considering I'm getting Gandalf tattooed on my back. Yeah. <laughs> So that that was neat, and then uh, and Falcorn. I got I, I got a chance to catch up with some old friends that I hadn't seen in a while, which was fun, and uh, walked around, got all the things that I want to do. Oh, yeah. Um, also, uh, got to uh, go to the Timey Wimey Puppet Show, which I've heard wonderful things about. Now, I I saw him last year at Galfrey, not this year, last year at Galfrey when we were there. I saw him there wandering around. But he didn't have his show at that point, and it wasn't until this year when you guys went that he actually. And that was only his second time. See, this, and guess what? Well, he was at the 50th anniversary that we went to. <laughs> this, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, this is this and, is the sad thing is that I, I've seen him at Galley. I've seen him at well, I've seen him at the 50th. I've seen him at Galley. I've seen him at Planet Comic Con. I have yet to see his oh, show. Oh, Sean, you didn't even see the show. I didn't see the show it either because we. So good. I got what to see it. What do you think, Mel? Wasn't that a, a was that Mike's so amazing. Funny. Mike is uh, Horner, I believe, is his last name. Corner and he's <laughs> the man's a genius. I mean, to come up with this the idea of doing a puppet show about Doctor Who in the TARDIS that's the tent that the puppets are in is ingenious. I mean, I helped him clear. He said, Well, we're gonna have to take the tables off the stage, and I'm like, Okay, <laughs> this is new, this is not something I normally do as a room monitor, but, but okay, we'll do that. And he, it was ingenious, and the, it was interactive with the audience. The man is engaging, and he by the end of this thing, he I mean, he got a standing ovation from a lot of people. Oh yeah, he, oh, wow. this, the, the man is he's good at his trade. He's good at his craft. I don't want to give away too much because 
a little uh, show that Sean kind of teased last week. We did get some uh, interviews this weekend that we're going to include in our fan show next weekend. So I don't want to give too much away, but he'll talk a little bit more more about it. But the, the audience loved him. Oh, yeah. I got the impression that well, they just absolutely loved him. I, I, like, I was room monitor for that room, and uh, <laughs> I had to keep telling people, you can't stand in front of the door, fire hazard, get away. You know, and had people were lined up and uh, lined up. And at one point in time, I had um, a gentleman who I'm not sure who he was. He came up to me. He says, "We got a problem here." I'm like, "Okay, sir, what's the problem?" Eddie McClintock's panel next door keeps hearing your guys' panel. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, good. Sorry. I feel bad. So, I because I met Eddie and gave him a hug and stuff. I was like, so I called Kirk and I said, like, Kirk, we have a problem. Apparently, timey wimey is uh, spreading, you know, and causing problems with uh, the audio next door. And he says, we know, and we're looking into it. Uh, Kirk, the Superman that he is. There's nothing he could do, because it would be the audience, wouldn't it? Well, they closed the doors. And that was the first time I'd seen the doors closed in any of the panel rooms. They finally closed the doors. They were closed when we were waiting outside. And opened them. Because there were so many people outside, I think. And the reason... Then I must have slipped in before they closed. Well, no... The panels oh, that's be- right. The panels they were. Before. We were probably being noisy in the hallway as well. Yeah, that, that, that's right. what they I'm saying. And that's the reason why, because um, I moderated the room before that, too. And the reason why he closed MOP is because Kirk quickly discovered that there was a line because of Sashan. <laughs> He he says he we, goes hey, we were he says well there's people lining up outside we were uh, I was escorting my my well the reason I couldn't do the timey wimey is because I had to escort uh, the blue power ranger David Yost David Yost thank you from his table to the panel room he was there he came with me he did not get lost so it took till Sunday but I got one right so you lost Lois Lane that one you wasn't lost my fault the doctor that one wasn't my fault either. But your third try <laughs> was a success. Third try was a success. I'm sorry, Power Ranger fans, but of all three of those people to lose, I wouldn't have cared so much about the Blue Power Ranger. <laughs> sorry, Chrissy. Sorry, Chris. There. Well, I happened to run into Blake. That's, that's Blake and Blake, Blake's, Blake's going on and on and on about, look what I got in this cool art. And I was like, Blake, I love you. I'm actually working right now at this moment. Do you want to come with? And he said, oh, yeah, okay. So what are you doing? I'm going to go get David Yost. And he went, oh. Okay, he, Blake's a huge Power Rangers fan. <laughs> he had mentioned to me before, like when we got our assignments, that he was jealous of you that you were escorting. So the yeah, Power I just, it just happened to work out. I was like, "Well, come on, let's go get him." So we went and got him, and I, I, I made the joke with with David Yost. It was like, "Well, I brought some extra muscle just in case we needed it." And of course, the, the guy, you know, knows karate and you know Power Ranging stuff. So Power Ranging stuff. He fights evil. I, he doesn't need my help. But we're <laughs> we're going to get him across the So so we went and we took him down to the thing and delivered him safely, and everything was good to go. And uh, we started to walk back. I said, you know what? I want to duck downstairs real quick and check on Mel just to kind of see how things are, are getting ready to go down there. So we went. As we were bringing him in, there was this line of people. And I went. Cause, you know, we, had to, we, we had to walk past that line to get down. What are these people doing here? And I noticed that the line goes down the stairs, and all of them are Doctor Who. They're all dressed. They're all cosplaying. And I went, oh, this is the Tiny Wimey Puppet Show. So we dropped David Yost off, and I went back, and Kirk happened to be somewhere. And he's like, oh, we're doing the blah, blah, blah. And I, I said, you're going to want to head downstairs because <laughs> they're going to be at capacity. And he went, really? And flew off. <laughs> and I, I hadn't paid attention to what was going on outside because I was um, listening Sorry, it was an interesting. It was DC um, 
it was Scott Snyder and some oh, of the, he was in that panel. Dang it! You're some of the other writers for DC. DC and Universe, was, best of the best. Best of the best. I was totally engrossed, <laughs> you know, in their panel and making sure that the exits and stuff weren't blocked and that they had water and whatnot. So I wasn't paying attention to the doors and the noise that was going on outside because everybody could still hear and so it wasn't annoying and it wasn't until kurt flew up flew flew in <laughs> yeah Superman he did he, is. he did he flew in he says yeah we're gonna have people exit through their front door i was like why he says look outside <laughs> holy okay. smokes <laughs> there's my end of it i'm standing out there talking with, with actually i was trying to set up a, another interview for next week's show and I'm, I'm talking to with them, and and then we meet up. With there's friends. a lady that came up in the middle there of this line that <laughs> was on both sides of the hallway out there, and she comes up and she says, uh, "This side, this line over here." She's trying to be helpful. It's for the Timey Wimey Puppet Show, and this line over here is for who was it? It was it was um, Eddie 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 McClintock Eddie McClintock. So the entire and line the, the entire line went no. This is timey wimey. We're wrapped around. <laughs> Somebody came up to me and asked that I where went. he was. I was like, uh, I think it's in the wow. <laughs> so that was my view of. Oh, this room's going to be full. How how full was the David Yost panel? I'm curious. When you left and when you came to pick him back up, when when, when we left, there were probably fifty to hundred people in in the in the panel in the great hall. When we came back, it had filled to not, uh, probably about half. Not quite half. But I can't remember how many, how, the Great Hall holds. I, I don't know how many. Oh, more, more than that. See, more than that. yeah. So Twice it, might have, been, it might have been about the same amount that was down in the time you might be a puppet show. There was at least a thousand seats in there. Oh, yeah. Well, now, people in, were in, standing, In fairness, because I know, I know several of our listeners are Power Rangers fans, whereas I, n- I never watched the show. I uh, got I, kind I, of a crash course on it from Blake <laughs> during this time frame. <laughs> David Yost was a wonderful guy, first, oh, and, sure first and foremost. Sure and I, I, in a way, I feel very bad that he didn't get a bigger turnout. I mean, we did have um, Zach, who's the Black Power Ranger last, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have the blue one this year. And apparently there's not a lot of them that tour and... Uh, well, there's we've lost one, and yeah, we've lost one, and then the other one's doing Wizard World. Yeah, yeah. so th- this is this is probably going to be the last gasp with the Power Rangers because uh, we'll, we'll never get the green. He's tied up with another contract at another con and, and certain things like that. But um, I, I just I, I kind of thought, you know, after after the success of one, you would have thought that that would have kind of carried over. I think he yeah. kind of got robbed. I think he did too. But, but I think I think it was just an unfortunate. Paneling, well, scheduling. And, and the gentleman like, that came in, and I, I don't know who he is or how he's associated to the con, he says, you know, one of the comments that he made that he says, well, they have like four different things scheduled at the same time. And he says, and how do people choose which one to go to? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here, here's the listing. If you're not David Yost, Time and Miami Puppet Show, Eddie McClintock, so you want to build an R2 unit and cosplay, photography and modeling. It doesn't matter how small or how big the con is. Yeah. If you've never been to a con before, you have to be flexible. Your mm-hmm. schedule is always yes. in flux. You prepare for the th- you look at and you prepare for the things and you, you want to do. And you have plan B. And then you have plan B for everything. Yep. <laughs> because you will not get to everything you plan nope. for because there will always be conflicting things. Nope. And you yeah. just you pick the one that you want to do I the feel most bad I get to it. Other than our panel? That's the only one I sat in on. Yeah, I didn't get to any others than 
Timey Wimey Puppet Show. I did come in and sit in on the uh, DC thing for about 10 minutes and then realized my camera wasn't working right, so I had to go somewhere to fix it because it was making noise as I was trying to fix it. So. Uh, well, well, like, the game room. There, there was a couple I, I was planning on going to, but I was volunteering also. So. Well, when, um, when Kurt came in and said, okay, we, we shut the doors because the people that are lining outside are for the Timey Wimey Puppet Show, he said, so when DC Comics is done, um, tell... Snyder and them that we want to exit through the front door. Well, a bunch of the people had flew up and started talking to Scott Snyder and Paul and them. And, it's hard to clear a room when and you're hard yeah, to clear a room. To clear. Kurt finally got up on the microphone and says, "People, people, if you're here for the previous panel, please leave now." <laughs> <laughs> the first time they cleared the room all weekend because <laughs> we we had so many people that were an influx of people that were trying to come in through the front doors. You know, and they were still huddling around that we had to push everybody out yeah. because the the amount of people that wanted to come in. Well, and we went back up and and walked the floor a little bit. And when we came back down, I was I was keeping track of time so I could come back down and help you with, with, interviews. with the interviews and whatnot. And it, I guess it ended a little earlier than what was in the schedule. Probably did. And I didn't d- feel like it was a full hour. Show. I just well, they're supposed to be fifty minutes, okay. but it looks like it, looked like it felt like it was like forty five. Probably well, was. Well, Mike like said, 40, and well, I told to talk to Mike before, and I says what I'm going to do, and I told all my panels this is that because they're they're only fifty minutes long, and that ten minutes is built into the schedule to give people time to get out, get in, people get out. time yeah. to get in, and for the room moderator to set things up. And I told him, I says, every one of my panels, I'll give you guys a ten minute warning. When you got ten minutes left to your panel, and then a five minute warning, and we'll cut, you know, people lines off, you know, about the five minute, and give you two more people, you know, in line to que- answer questions. And Mike looked at me. He goes, "Ah, the puppet show is only about forty minutes long." He says, "I think I'll be okay." <laughs> and the mass of people that were leaving afterwards, I, There's I looked at Sarah and I was like, "I guess it's over." Well, There's the gentlemen there, they they have. I don't know if they contracted or, you know, whatever, had somebody. But there was a gentleman that had a camera that was running in most of the panels. Yeah, and, uh, in all the panels. In all the I panels. Believe. And he he normally sits at the back <laughs> of the room. But because the Timing Limey puppet show is pretty much focused and it's Mike, you know, in a tent with his puppets, he brought the camera up to the middle of the thing. And I told him, I says, okay... You're not going to want to leave that camera there when these people exit. So as soon as Mike's like, oh, thank you, you know, and he standing ovation and stuff, the man literally had to grab his can and run to the front because it was like, you know. So, so, so after after all this, yes, it was a big show. There was a lot of people here, here's, here's You the can't understate how many no. people there What else did you guys do? Well, here's, the, here's, the, here's the lesson that we learned. So yeah, we, we I was had Daphne exhausted. Ashbrook last year. We had Doctor Who guests, and we filled the panel hall. Yeah. We had Sylvester McCoy. No, wait, wait, wait. We had um, Josh Adams. Yeah, we had Josh Adams. We filled that. Filled the hall. Filled that. Doctor Who artist. We had Sylvester McCoy, the doctor, filled the panel hall. We had the Timey Wimey Puppet Show and filled, filled the, the hall. hall. I think that we can Doctor safely say that Doctor Who has a presence. It may have taken 50 does. years, <laughs> well, but now we're oh, big in the relevant. U.S. Kirk walked up to me. He goes, I am so tickled pink. <laughs> <laughs> when he looked out, and he was taking pictures, and I'm sure if you look at Kirk's website or whatever, he'll see pictures. Yeah. Yeah. He was up there taking pictures of the Timey Wimey at Puppet Show audience and stuff because he was just tickled pink to see that many people <laughs> that room packed. So, so, well, I think it helped too that he had the, the booth set up with Puppet Show at noon on Sunday because yeah. the booth was there all it's three been days. Advertising but the Puppet Show for, wasn't for three. Yeah, so. no, you're absolutely right. 
They may have to add a second show next year. But yeah. um, but more from him next week, and uh, next hopefully, <laughs> providing it recorded. And then um, the rest of my day was just uh, I went. I, I finally got to go meet one of my idols. Um, John Ratzenberger was there, and I went up there, <laughs> and I got my Cliff Clavin photo off the uh, table, which. I, it had the, that moment of maybe I should have printed one. Maybe they won't have those. Maybe they'll think it's a geek convention. They'll have all these Star Wars ones and Pixar ones. Did they ones. have Star Wars ones? They did. They had Star okay. Wars ones. They had Pixar no ones. one shot of him. And then they had three. Well, no, there's Actually, there were three shots. There's that there one shots? face shot you saw on the cards a lot of okay. times. And, and in fact, the That's TCG probably the one I would have gotten. Yeah, yeah. TCG one. Well, which if I'd have been thinking, I'd have taken a TCG card. And, and then there was... Um, but you wanted you, you wanted, you wanted a clip, clip. Well, but I might have done two if he would have if I had brought the card and thought because that would have been a unique. But that's what happened is I walked up there and I I passed the Star Wars pictures because I'm a Star Wars hunter. I Star a Star Wars autograph hunter, but I passed up those pictures and I went to the Pixar ones and I passed up the Pixar ones and I went right on down to the three Cheers photos that he had <laughs> and I picked my Cliff Clavin. Actually, I thought about it for a minute because there's a Cliff and a Norm. And I thought, God, am I ever going to see George Went to get that signed? Because if I Does don't, if I don't get that signed in some way or another, I w- would feel bad that I've got it up on the wall. And I thought, you know what? Here's the justification: I get one Cliff Clavin. Eventually, if I get George Went, then I put them on the wall together, <laughs> next to each other. So I grabbed my and I walked up there and I said, you know what? I'm a Star Wars fan, and I'm a Pixar fan, but I said. This is the reason I'm here is for this guy, and I pushed the picture over there, and he was thank you. We talked a little bit about the the Boston accent because I asked him, I said, "Where where are you from?" And he said, "I can't remember exactly where he said, but in Connecticut." And I said, "So, being from kind of that area, the the, the accent come naturally." And he says, "Well, it's just no, because there's a lot of variance in the in the Massachusetts accent accent, especially in Boston." And he he said, "I kind of did the I can't remember if he said Manchester area or something like that with him in." But he launched into his Cliff Clavin. <laughs> and I went, oh. You got a treat. Big old, big old smile on my face. And so, and I said, well, then, so, uh, uh, and of course, I talked a little bit about it. I said, well, you know, I noticed in the beginning of the series that, that Cliff's accent is very, very pronounced and, and strong. But then it kind of, it kind of gets a little less, you know, a little more subtle as it goes along. And I said, was that just something from doing it so many years? He said, no. He said, actually, what they did is they, they came to me and said, you've got to rail it back because there was people having a hard time understanding because the accent was so <laughs> precise and thick. Then he said, well, you got, they said, you'll kind of have to back off it a little bit so that people can understand what Cliff is saying. So, um, That's awesome. But we, we chatted for a little bit about, about Cheers and about, and of course, you know, a few other things that he did. And then I, I thanked him for his body work and got out there. And I just, I was just elated because, I mean, Cheers is my thing. I, that's my, that is the best television comedy, television sitcom ever, in my opinion. I, I, I to this day, we, they talked about binge watching. Cheers is one of my ones that I could never get tired of Cheers. There's some people that can watch Friends over and over again. There's people that watch Seinfeld over. I watch Cheers. I, I, if I'm not doing anything or if I'm cleaning or doing, you know, I'll fire it up on, on Netflix and watch it. Just just let it play because and, and I know the jokes. I know the laughs, but they're just funny every time. It's a timeless show, in my opinion. And to meet, finally meet one of those people from that show was just a real treat to me. So I want to thank Planet Comic Con for bringing him because I, I know the idea as well. He was in Star Wars. We'll get him there. No, he was Cliff Clavin. <laughs> <laughs> and Ratzenberger is so cool. We were walking the floor. So was he. 
Oh, is that we right? We bumped into him oh. walking the floor. Very cool. Very and cool. Blake was able to caught him and was like, hey, Mr. Ratzenberger, thanks for being here. Shook his hand and he was like, yeah, thanks. And oh, just walked, kept very going. Cool, very cool. So, a real personal cool, guy, yeah. too. Um, and then, well, anything else from you guys before we launch into Tractacular? We, um, we bowed out. <laughs> Did, have you told him about our stories yet? Oh, good. They'll be new to you. Oh, yeah. We got treats. <gasps> yes. So, uh, we, we got Shatner. Oh, okay, well, Shatner was here. That was after we got done with our... Yeah, by the way, Shatner was at the concert. <laughs> <laughs> On top of everything else, there's the cherry. I only saw him once. <laughs> I went, we, Sarah and I made a point of going by well, to see him at his table <laughs> signing autographs and stuff. Well, Shannon was only going to be there Sunday. Sunday only. Sunday That's only. Sunday. 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 But, yeah. Sorry, guys. Shatner is Sunday only. <laughs> Why? You don't have to apologize. I do that all the time when we say Sunday. <laughs> um, Sunday, Sunday. So, after we got done with it's our... It's requirement, isn't it? <laughs> what day is it? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, <laughs> we got... We're running along. Let her talk. After we got done with our mar- Sunday morning obligations to do um, room monitor and stuff, I told Sean, I was like... That Shatner line has, they were pre selling his tickets all weekend. And that line to buy tickets, not to get his autograph, to buy tickets was immense all weekend long. And we had already purchased our ticket very early Friday. Friday. So you know, we, we were, could be, oh, well, of course, nobody else was there. So we were like, let's take care of this. Boom, got it. Okay. We got something. So I done. lived in terror all weekend that I was going to lose this damn autograph <laughs> ticket. Yeah, because we That's got how the ticket. getting an early Friday yeah. autograph. Isn't it? So we're, I told Sean, I says, the very first thing we're doing after we get our panel obligations done is getting in that line. Because we only had a small window between our morning obligations and Trectacular to get Shatner's autograph. And I'd be darned if I was going to miss out on getting his autograph. So Well, he, he also had to take a break in the middle of that to go take pictures. Well, and lunch! And lunch. And yeah. lunch. The man had to eat. Can you imagine the that? The man was at his table 10 minutes the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's what, that's where we spent to get, you know, because we got up there and we're like, okay, we're here. And they're like, oh, we're closing it for lunch. I'm like, no, we just got here. I, I, you said you, 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 you called me yes. and said, as soon as you get out of the panel, and she says, as soon as I wrap everything up here, I'm going to Shatter. Meet me at Shatter. Like, okay. That's how you know you're big when you've become a meeting place. <laughs> Meet Shatner. Shatner. Where are you going? Shatner. We're going to the game room? No, we're going to Shatner. Everybody knows where Shatner was at that point. <clears throat> so I go up and I walk up there, and there's no line. There's like, like 20 people. And I'm like, yes! And then I realize I can't get into that line. All the ropes are lined. <laughs> like, blocked off. Why can't I get into the line? <laughs> it was like there's, a maze with no entrance. <laughs> there's no end. I asked somebody, oh, he's going to lunch. No. What I said, but do? we got a badge. We we <laughs> went in the line. <laughs> the one time the badge didn't work. <laughs> no, not so bad. So um, I'm sorry. Shatner's lunch takes precedent over I your badge. I know, right? I agree. I do. I, <laughs> man's entitled to. So uh, we kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit. In this just when when they now, well, this is now the pre-line for when that line's going to open. <laughs> yeah, so we're we already were, two people in that line. We are number three. So we decided. All right, <laughs> well, so we, that, that makes more sense now. We we jumped into that line so that we would be number three in line for when the line actually got to form. We would, you know, move into yeah. the queue. And so, uh, but we hadn't eaten yet because it was lunchtime. <laughs> and one of you run off at least and get food. Well, and here's the thing: is it's people saw 
people lining up for Shatner, and it filled up quickly. And so we're number three in this line, and I'm like, I am not leaving this line. I'm you getting Shatner's. Me. I would have brought you food. Well, no, because okay, we're sitting there, and I was like, because you know, it, I love Shatner, but Picard's my, you know, captain. my captain. Yeah. But I love Shatner. Don't get Sacrilegious. me wrong. Religious. Hush. <laughs> Hey, I like Cisco. I'm older than you watching. <laughs> Does it mean I have to like Janeway? Yes. <laughs> so you can like Scott Bakula. I tell Sean, I, I says, like okay, you stay here. I'll go get us food. And I still had Ari, uh, my artist, was still drawing me a picture that I had to get. And if I didn't get it before Tractacular, I wasn't going to get it. Oh, because the con, because the con officially the con closed yeah. at five. Con, and we were and still going to be in Tractacular that. past that. So we're like, Sean's like, we probably better ask the people around us to make sure that we don't get in trouble. We checked with the guys to the front, front of us, the guys to the behind back. us. We checked with the, <laughs> the guys in front of us. You said, I don't care. The, the line people and said, she's going to leave and come back. She's not line jumping. They're like, I don't care. It's like, I'm letting you know anyway. She's going to leave and come back. She's like, as long as no one doesn't scream at what, line jumper or something like that, you're fine. I'm like, we checked with everybody beforehand. So I went and grabbed food, brought it back to Sean, and went and got art from uh, the art from Ari, and came back and, and got in line. And I think it was another half hour or so before Shatner got done eating that he uh, showed up, and uh, we were number three. <laughs> that makes it worth the wait. It yes, was. And, and it was expensive, and it was a wait. But you know what? It's Shatner, and I saw him once at a con in Kansas City that that he came to one of the Dave Scott productions. And he was amazing. He was a wonderful. He gave a great performance, you know, a speech, and it took questions and blah blah blah. But he wasn't doing autographs. Uh. So I have a Shatner autograph on my wall, but it's a QVC. <laughs> you know, I didn't I, realize that. I, I bought this, and here's everybody signing it. And again, yeah, certificate of authenticity, blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, but I don't have a Shatner autograph. We do now. So that was why it was, and that's why Mel was so adamant about we're not leaving until you get this. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So yeah. that, that's why it was. See, like, I always figured he did. No, yeah, yeah I did too. Wow. I, 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 this is only the second time I've ever seen him. So we we get done with his autograph, and that's kind of a, whew. <laughs> that was a lot of weight off your shoulders because that's been building for three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I, that autograph. So we check in with Kirk because we're scheduled for Trectacular. And it's like, okay, what exactly do our duties entail for Trectacular? And what do you need us to do? And he's like, well, just check in. And Kelly was like, check in about 3, three hush, Glenn. <laughs> check in about 3, 3.30. And we're like, okay. So we head over there to Trectacular. And, and meet wow, and this Glenn room comes is... running over. Yeah. And he's got this big... <laughs> Yeah, there's an expression that we use. Cat, cat ate the canary grin? I, I would have called it a poop eating grin? Blank eating yeah, grin. Yeah, I was exactly keeping it PG. It. Ten see? minutes prior to that, I was sitting in the game room <laughs> and I got a call and I didn't recognize the number and I was fiddling with something else and so I was like, oh, I'll check that in a minute. And I looked and it, and it didn't have a name but it had the location where it was from and I immediately recognized who that was and I thought, oh no, that's Kirk. I wonder what he needs. And I'm thinking, oh gosh. So I called him back really quick, and I said, oh, I'm sorry I didn't catch your phone call. He goes, no, 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 that's all right. I, said, I got a big favor from you. I said, what's that? He said, well, you know, you had, you had to kind of sweet-talk your wife into letting you do this day and, and, and kind of work it out since maybe I can do something for you that might make it worth, you, you know, your while and make it worth, you know, you can go home and tell her that you had something 
you know, big that you had to do. And I said, oh, okay, what's that? He said, well, I need you to be a plant. And I said, okay. And he says, uh, what I'm going to do is I've got a little thing that I need, a question that I need you to ask of the uh, panel. And he says, uh, you'll just, you'll ask it, and then it, 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 it's going to introduce a surprise guest. And I went, oh, all right. And he said, I'll tell you a little more about when, I, when you get over there. So I went over there to find out what's going on. Kurt asked me to read a question that then would in turn cue John Delancey, who was not scheduled to be Q-Q. on the Tractacular. <laughs> and the question was, of all the uh, adversaries and antagonists that the Next Generation cast have encountered, keyword, I had to make sure I said that one. Encounter <laughs> <laughs> um, Who was the most daunting. And at that point, John Delancey makes his presence known <laughs> and comes up and is supposed to get, well, it didn't work out that way. but <laughs> no. It did, but it didn't. It, it, wasn't, no. as, it wasn't as, as slick. It wasn't as, Sean does more of the behind the scenes, but he's supposed to come up from the back, is what I'm told. Oh. He'll be, he'll, you'll hear his voice on the mic, he'll come up back, and then I'm done. So I, I pitched my question, and Shatner, who's in his 70s and is hard of hearing, because I could hear everybody in that room that was on a mic. But anyway, um, it, said, to be fair to Shatner, what did he ask me that I said? He's in was his it? 80s. 80s, yes. <laughs> to, be, um, to be fair to Shatner, I had a little trouble hearing Sylvester out on the floor uh, from the stage. I'm, I'm hard of hearing, and I could hear everybody. But <laughs> uh, I just got frustrated with the fact that, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go there. But anyway, um, so yeah, I had to repeat the last word of it. And so I said daunting again because I thought, okay, maybe Delancey didn't get his cue. And then they call kind of him and hot up on the stage. And I heard Jonathan go, just introduce him now. Because apparently, you'll have to take over because you were on the other side of this. So we, we get into the panel room. And, you know, what do you need? I think Glenn's just. Well, I suppose we he should comes ex- running over. Yeah, he, he yeah. doesn't glide. He comes running. <laughs> I don't know. Where I ran. I kind of bounced over. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Like skipping through a field. I've got a job. <laughs> a special job. A special job. What is it? I get to be a plant. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, okay. Are so, you going to heckle them? So he fills me on what's going on. I said, oh, dude, that's awesome. I'm, 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 I'm genuinely jealous at this point. Okay. And we should explain. So the Tractacular, the, the kind of the whole capstone event that's been leading up to this is the entire next-gen cast, minus Patrick Stewart, <laughs> Patrick Stewart, on stage together, moderated by, moderated by William Shatner. So that in and of itself is... Massively and, huge, and then the fact that we didn't even mention that John Delancey just shows up to the con yeah. to get autographs right. and whatnot yeah, right. for people. So we we start the thing, and we're going, and they're they're bantering. They gave everybody chairs, <laughs> not like the con chair. That was fun. They get sofas. They got no. they got they those office rolling chairs. chairs from the. <laughs> Guess what happened when they came out in their rolling desk chairs? <laughs> they rolled like all over. They all came out and ran, rolled all over the stage. <laughs> it was like and it dirty. started with Mar- uh, Mar- Mar- Marina. Marina Sirtis. She started it, and everybody else just she, followed. In, in, in her defense, soon they're all just rolling. In like her this. defense, she was just sitting there and spinning. Yeah, she was. <laughs> and and Dorn, Michael it Dorn, was Michael came Dorn out. that first came, and he just rolled forward. He rolled forward. And then it was like they were one upping each other. And, as they were coming and then Gates <laughs> came out, and she's like. Well, Marina's spinning. Dorn is going forward. 
well, I'm going to do this. So she starts going towards Marina. And then Will Wheaton came out. And Will, being the youngest one of all of them, he's like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and it went yes. downhill from Will there. Will was yes. followed by Jonathan Frakes. And you can imagine where it went from yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So. They're all rolling well, around Levar on stage. Well, LeVar and Brent did the <laughs> back and forth as they did on their stage yeah, thing. That must be did. their bit. I mean, they're 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 all rolling around, and, and the the guy who introduced them just kind of looked at him. Jeff. Like, Jeff. He's like, it's like herding cats. <laughs> they didn't care. Look at us. And okay. the audience is rolling, and everybody's having a good time. You know what we totally forgot to mention when the fact was that Jonathan Frakes came out with oh, his yeah. little satchel, and he's like... We have somebody very important and and powerful and wealthy and something to announce. And oh, never mind. We'll be back later. And he walks off stage. Kind of the, the Godfather of Star Trek. The Godfather of Star Trek. Oh, wait. And then, never mind. And he yeah, walked off. And walks off stage. <laughs> Jeff, who's the announcer, he's the one that announced Sean's birthday, and he does all the announcements for Planet Con. Walks oh, okay, up. Yeah. Walks Planet Comic Con. Planet Comic Con. He walks on stage and goes, thanks for stealing my thunder, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to announce the guest and the, heck, the you know, massive hysteria with the roller derby of chairs and zoos. And then... So the panel starts and they're going on the, uh, about their thing. And, and, and they the t- well, you forgot to do it. They tried to get Shatner to do it. And Shatner's like, no! Shatner came out and played with his chair. He, like, pushed the chair across the stage and did this. He's 80 know, some years old. Motion to the chair. <laughs> he spun the chair in a circle and did this. And anytime he did anything, the crowd went nuts because, you know, Shatner. He didn't have to. Well, then he, he sat, down. sat down and they would have went nuts. He, well. he sat down and they kind of formed this semicircle around on the stage. And people are still, you know, just, just, it's a rolly chair in an interview. This is a bad idea, you know. <laughs> so they're doing all this stuff. So Shatner starts trying to kind of get in on it. Well, he's got slick shoes on. He comments. He says, I have no traction. I can't go. <laughs> so then he gave up and launched into it. But it's probably best he didn't fall off and break a hip or something. Yeah, right. Some of these guys are just zing, you know, like we would if you got in a rolly yeah. chair. And yeah. I'm thinking, this is a, this was, well, this was a, a platform. big platform. It's like, oh, God, somebody's going over the edge. <laughs> You know, so so they launch into it, and Glenn's getting up there, and, and you know, one and intelligent questions. Thank you, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. There, Very I, good there was there's not a bad question in the bunch. I've except got for one maybe more. That, well, no, 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 no. I, I, I want to address that when we get to it. So let me talk about that. But well, I, yeah. I, so we, we we good questions going there, and so Glenn's getting closer and closer and closer to the front because he's third in line, so he's already pretty close. But so they're getting there. Kirk comes running over and grabs me and he says, I have a backstage job for you. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what you need? So I go running back there and he says, okay, so here's the deal. Glenn's the plant. He's going to ask this question. That's going to be John Delancey's cue. You will hear voice of God cue John Delancey doing his thing. He will be in the back of the room and then you know he'll do a little bit and then he'll come up and he'll be on stage and he'll interact with them. And then at some point in time, when that happens, we want to bring a chair because we don't want to let the audience necessarily in on the he's part of this until he's yeah. actually part of it. So he says, I'm supposed to bring this chair up on stage for him. I said, okay. He says, but I don't know if I'm going to have, I might get called away. I might have a responsibility last minute and I just want to make sure that there's a backup. So can you, you know, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. So he says, okay. So John Delancey's backstage. And uh, they're sitting there, and we're going through the thing, and he's like, everything's set ready to go. And Mr. Delancey, the Sean, he's going to bring his you know, chair up. You know, Do you want any particular place? He goes, no, nah, just anywhere's fine. I'll move it wherever. And he's like, okay, cool. So we're set. So I'm standing right on the other side of the curtain in the audience line so that I'll be able to see John Delancey <laughs> when you ask your question. And then I'll know to 
duck back and grab the thing, right? There's no John Delancey in the back. No John Delancey in the back. No John Delancey in the back. And I keep kind of turning around, and he's still sitting over here in, behind the thing. <laughs> like, okay. So Kurt goes to do something, and I'm, I'm, I'm there waiting. And Glenn gets up and asks the question. The one that must never be answered. No, it wasn't that one. <laughs> and you did great. Did I? Because yeah, no, I didn't did. hear Shatner re-ask you for it, quite honestly. Oh, you didn't? I Maybe rehearsed. because in my mind it was, Oh, Glenn's on the microphone. I rehearsed that for the people. hour and a half that we were in there in my head. <laughs> and when it came out of my mouth, I thought, I hope I said what I was supposed to say. <laughs> I think he did fine. Okay, I, now, Shatner did re-ask. He, did, he just asked did what he? the last thing was. He, yeah. he asked, did you say something? And I said, Daunting. I corrected whatever he thought I said, but I, I don't remember what Shatner thought I, I said. I almost said donut, but then it wasn't donut, mm. but yeah. So who, which villain is the most daunting? And they all kind of stand there for a minute and go, Packleds. I mean, they Bo- start yeah, they the were, Borg. They were, no, they were not Borg. Oh, okay. Not no, Romulans, no, no. not Klingons. Low-level low villains. Making a joke out. They were, they were stretching, because they, they were, were all stretching. in on it. Because... <laughs> <laughs> John Delancey's not taking this cue. So, I'm. I, 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 there's no. I'm looking. There's no John Delancey. Kirk comes running toward the curtain, and I'm uh, turning to come in. John Delancey's, I presume, agent comes out of the curtains and goes, "Is that our line?" <laughs> and Kirk's like, "Yes, that's the line. The agent wrote the line. I know." <laughs> So, <laughs> is that our line? So we, we, we all rush back behind the curtains, and Delancey gets up and decides, uh, he grabs his microphone, he's just going to go up the st- upstairs on the stage. It's like, okay, it's not as dramatic and cool. So he kind of stands back there and lets them suffer for another minute or so. And then finally gets on, he goes, I am omnipotent, you know. And the oh, crowd he says, I'm goes, the voice of God. I'm the voice, I'm the voice of, of God. God. And the crowd goes bananas, and he comes out on stage, and it's this big thing, and I give him kind of a minute. And, well, so... Agent's there, Kirk's there, I'm there. The agent picks up the chair and starts to make a move like he's going up the stage with it. And he crashes into the metal railing that's guarding the stair. Boing! Like this. Kirk grabs the chair from him and says, you know, I got this. And he turns. And he's at the foot of the stairs. And he turns to me. And he hands me the chair. <laughs> this is why Kirk's so awesome. <laughs> Flew in again. There he is, Super Kirk. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there now for any of you listening in headphones. Dr. Phil, if you're driving, you're going to want to pull over. And Kirk. Kirk, you should pull over, too. Pull over Stop to your cars, okay? We warned him. We would tell him, you know, this, here it comes. There will be loud noises at this point. So I take the chair, and I go up the stairs, and I put it on the stage. <laughs> And I turn around and leave. It was like you could see him kind of pause to. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that. I'm I, here I, with I, him. I, I, no, I but you can see, you can see this I grin had, on I, John's I, face. I will, not, I will not lie. I had Glenn's grin, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't milk it. I just put the chair down and I no, did my mean, duty. Then like, I got downstairs and I turned to Kirk and I said, "Thank you for that." And he just smiled and flew away. <laughs> and he went to save a kitten in a tree or something. <laughs> Because for that moment, I was on stage with the entire cast of Star Trek The Next Generation, except for Patrick Stewart and John Delancey and William Shatner. 
<laughs> okay, so now let me finish telling the story while he gets his breath back. He comes. I think he had an aneurysm. Uh, he did. He comes back to the chair. Kirk, you made his day. Yeah. You made his millennia. You know what? I didn't think he could bend from 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 uh, Mr. McCoy. I just, that was everything on Sunday is going to be downhill after that. That's downhill from Sylvester McCoy. No, back up here. So we obviously know what his backstage task was because we just seen him dart on stage with the chair, and he comes back to the seat. The man's not breathing. He's bright red and shaking like Did he leaf. Start pounding his chest. <laughs> I was like, "Are you all right, Eddie?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. He squeaked out, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay, I just need to let him alone so he can get his breath back." And he grabs my leg. He goes, "That was awesome." <laughs> In the annals of history, I will go down as a man who put a chair on a stage. I don't care. We're going. We're going long, but suffice it to say, I I, I quite enjoyed the panel. Um, it it had it, it had its ups and downs as far as uh, uncomfortableness. Sometimes I think with some of the questions, but overall they were really. That means they're good questions. Yeah, I, I guess that's coming from a journalist I also. I, they were good. Qu- I thought they were good questions. Shatner I thought they were well done. Questions probably should not have been moderating, and I, that's all I'll say. I, th- I think. I think there were times where Shatner, I thought, was a very good moderator. He kept him on track. And- no, 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 he, he didn't. didn't. Well, I mean, there that was other, the problem. There Shatner were other times where it it kind of degenerated into. Now, I mean, don't he get me kept wrong. People involved, like Michael Dorn, he would try to get a him 15, to talk. Don't get me wrong. They made a, sure to include everybody. In Unfortunately, in the position they put them in. They all came off great. He looked rude, and I'm sorry. I, I hate to bring be the downer on that, but it just it it, it didn't play a, well. A, a, here's the here's the problem: a 15 minute discussion of the J.J. Abrams Star Wars universe from the cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation, <laughs> while geek out fascinating was not what people really. Do, it, it wasn't quite what that was that was geared for. And I, for for being such a simpatico group, for being such a, a very integral, uh, you know, the, these they're they're true family. You get the impression they're always playing back and forth oh, and yeah, joking yeah. around you with one another and going out. Oh, yeah. they, they, they just love each other. They they crash each other panels throughout the entire con. Yeah, yeah. And, and so for for all of that, there were a couple of times where. Will Wheaton, I, I got to say a word about him because I once again Damien I didn't get to go to his Amazingly panel. intelligent, he blows my mind with his amount of input and just wowness the that's in his head. More time I spend in the presence of Will Wheaton, the more I become one hundred percent convinced I should be worshiping at the altar that is Will Wheaton. I, yes, he's not that far, but yeah, he's I agree. Cool. I, I am more enamored and and impressed by Will Wheaton every day. And here's exactly why. And this is how I want to kind of wrap this up, but. All very intelligent questions today, and, and again, a very good representation of Kansas City and Kansas City yes. fans. You guys all had great questions. There was one gentleman, and he was quite young, probably maybe late teens, early 20s, and he, just from the way he acted as he stood up there, I kind of wonder if he had maybe a mental disability or mental challenge. Um, just, I, that was the impression I got. Not maybe Maybe Asperger's, maybe autism, something to that effect. But very enthusiastic kid, and I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I love that he went up there and he asked his question. But his question was, it wasn't even a question. He said, uh, how do you phrase it? Wouldn't it be awesome to cross uh, 
Star Trek The Next Generation with Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> to which the cast is up there on the stage, and Shatner, hey. most importantly, are like, What? what? What's, what's Ed, Ed, and Eddie? What? And Will Wheaton, yeah. The audience, geeks that we are, and I know Ed, Ed, and Eddie, yeah, yeah. I connect. Yeah. Yep. But geeks that we are, there was still that uncomfortable. Uh, like, what are they going to do? They don't, you know. Even, even, even those of us in the audience knew that that was a strange thing to present to these guys that are probably field. not going to know. Here comes this. But Shatner didn't hear it or understand it, so he had the kid repeat it again. So the kid repeated it again. So now it's even more uncomfortable because it it's got been driven really home. Just in case you didn't know what he said. And the cast had no well, all but one of the cast had no <laughs> idea what to do with that question. And Will Wheaton said, he was saying, yeah, this, he, the first time a kid asked a question, he had this smile on his face and he shook his head. And they were all, they didn't know where to go. And Will simply said, Stepped up to just the as making this kid as important as anybody else in this room, for what question he asked, Will says, yeah, I think you could take the animated Star Trek series. Somebody could take the animated Star Trek series, the Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and then like kind of splice them together, put them on YouTube, and make a, make Mint. It'd be great. It'd be fantastic. It'd be real popular or something to that effect. You could cash as, the check. Yeah, and go, yeah, go, go cash, cash the check. check. Just as enthusiastically directed, answered that kid's question after this most awkward pause and went right on. And Shatner says... Did you answer the question? And he goes, yes, I answered the question. And it was just, and I, nothing impressed me about Will Wheaton more than that. By recognizing and understanding that this guy had, that was the most important comment or question that this kid was going to make. You know, he's got, he's a fa- obviously a fan of this show, of all these guys. And that was his point. And Will made it as important as any other question in there. That's what blew me away about Will Didn't Wheaton miss today. a beat, didn't, didn't make fun. Didn't miss a beat. Nope. Made that kid, in fact, as soon as he zeroed that kid on him, it took any sort of uncomfort that that kid might have felt for nobody else knowing what was going on away, and it lifted it completely off of him. And I I applaud him for that. That was so well done. Will Will had the the correct answer to everything. Yes, he He, he had the diplomatic answer to everything. When things started to get a little weird, in some cases, he was the one that brought it back. When When people asked... The, the, the fantastic question about does, does Star Trek you know change the world you know do you think Star Trek changed the world and he immediately jumped on it I don't have to think about it I know it did because I've talked to people who became doctors and engineers and astronauts and went out and saved people's lives and did this and they come back and say it was because of Star Trek you know and just this huge uplifting He's man I'm proud of being a geek right yeah. now kind yeah. of kind yeah. of message oh. to it and 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 everybody just seemed to kind of feed off of that. He's the best representation for the culture right now. He is, he he really is the is. man that is, well, is in touch sounds, the it most. It sounds like this with. bit, on top of last year's bit, where he was talking yeah. about that uh, to an unborn child mm-hmm. about being a geek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the uh, uh, Just all the way down to the sheer fact that it happened again this year is that when you go get an autograph from him, if you're a volunteer... It's free, and he thanks you for volunteering. Mm-hmm. That that spoke mounds to me last year. Just every year, he, impro- he, he impresses me more and more, and I, I, I commend him for that. And, and Hearing him I, talk I've was, gone yeah. from a non-fan of Will Wheaton because Wesley Crusher was fine. I, I wasn't the hater. That that's the other thing I think is impressive is that even <laughs> fandom didn't like Will Crusher. That's why he ended up or Wesley. Sorry, Will. No, I had it right. Wesley. Yeah, Wesley. Wesley. It did not like Wesley Crusher. Um, 
And he really kind of got the short end of the stick when he was young and on this show. But to still be an ambassador for geeks and fans of that show, well, this, after this, going through that. This, this is the difference. That's is, what's impressive. You, you have yeah. somebody like Wesley Crusher, who is kind of an unlikable character on the show because he's a know-it-all he's and he's the, the smartest kid in the room. <laughs> and, 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 and all of this stuff. But to then turn it around and embrace it and, and become this ambassador that he has... Unlike, say, Matthew Waterhouse, mm-hmm. who is stuck in that same in unenviable position right. as Adric, who then doesn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you could try and I, do I, the I flip. It, but you, you uh, understand where I'm coming from? Is that absolutely that they're, they're, they're two, almost two sides of the same coin, and one you know, one path goes this way, and one path goes the other way, and they're very, you know, oh, if, if only that this could. You know. I, I think the difference is Will embraced it and the geekness. Where Matthew didn't. Yeah. I think that's the main difference. Will is told and is puts puts himself out there more as himself, as not I'm Wesley, it's no, I'm Will. Also and I, Big Bang helps. Also a lot too. culturally there's a difference between the UK and the US. That's true too. In the sense that, that we ha we we essentially invented fandom as it is. Yeah. Um, in the UK, you were a fan of actors or performances, and they had their niche of Doctor Who fans. Here, there's this geek culture fan that I think has bled over into the rest of the world. Don't get me wrong; it still exists. I mean, it exists everywhere now, but it kind of was born here. And Will was already a part of that when he was an actor, and it just it so it, it was easier for him to connect. Whereas Matthew was an actor. And Doctor Who fans were just that one little group of, of, of fandom. So it probably was harder for Matthew to well um, go that direction that well, Will went because Will had, was aided by the fact that he was already kind of a geek in anyway. the, the size and of the, the fandom, I, I imagine, probably has something to do with it, too. I mean, was, Doctor Who's huge now. Yes. At the time that Adric was around, it was, was a bit niche. B- yeah. A bit niche. And Star Trek. Star Trek, which is Star Trek. Which yeah. pretty much created fandom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, in yeah, a way. Yeah. yeah. So, but there, there, there was a, like I said, it, it just, it, it was an amazing, it was an amazing panel. It was a lot of fun, and I cannot once again thank Kirk and the, and the staff over at, uh, at the Kansas City Planet Comic Con for allowing us to be a part of it because it was, it was really cool. Well, and before we get out of here, I, I want to say we, we've heaped a lot of praise on uh, Kirk Kelly also. Yeah, Mrs. Superman. The, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reason why uh, well, I haven't said much because I, I had very little contact with Kelly this year. I had a lot of contact with Kelly last year. She helped me out a lot last year. I lo- but she was just as much above and beyond amazing, and they both do a fantastic job running that volunteer program and getting things in place and getting what they do. So, Kelly, pat on the back to you as well. We don't, we don't mean to just <laughs> take Kirk the focus did. on Kirk. It's who we, that's who we uh, That's, we're mostly in contact yeah. with this year, but Kelly is much as, uh, as much a driving force behind why that volunteer program works and how it works so well, and why it's pretty at least comes off seamlessly. And so, she she commented that several people came up to her, just convention goers, who commented on, "Wow, you guys are doing you know you make everything look smooth." And of course, she's back there pulling her hair out. Because <laughs> right, 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 we've, right. we've lost Margot Kidder and you know different things like that. But it, it's just the and, and and that's what I told her. It was like. The fact that they think it's running 100% smooth means that you could not be doing your job any better. That's the key, is that that's people are having a good time. I had so. a guy come up and thank me for volunteering while I was doing the froggy booth. Who did? Just the dude. Oh, great. A, a, the a, dude was there? A, a dude. Oh, a dude. A no. dude. Not the dude. Not the dude. Not, not the, the one dude. A dude. Oh, okay. Cool. 
All right, well, let's move this along and find out what's coming on next week on the schedule. Well, next week on the schedule, we have uh, a special uh, show that we're going to put together for you. Um, that we, we, hope it, <laughs> we, we hope it'll be special. We hope it'll come together, and we hope it'll it be It will be you. special if it comes together. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, it'll be a show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to say I was going to say something, but I'm not going to get you guys started. Way to set the bar low. <laughs> I was going to go for here, but you kind of said, "No, nah, let's, let's 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 be realistic." Low expectations. Um, that way, we wow them. We're, we're we're jokingly calling it the fan show too, where we're hoping to have some. <laughs> Why are we jokingly calling it? Isn't it the fan show too? The fan show too. <laughs> this time it's personal. Ah, okay. I don't know. Let's not steal Elihu's line. Elihu. The Fan Show 2 Electric Boogaloo. We've already done that. that. That's so, true. Yeah, we have to come we up need with to come up with a different... The Fan Boogaloo. Show 2. Fan Showier. Fan Show 2. The sequel. Ah, I like that one. Spaceballs. Air, airplane. Fan Show 2 and a half? <laughs> Maybe. Three and three quarters? Depending on how things go. <laughs> um, so, um, we'll be putting together uh, this fan show. Uh, we hope to have some interviews from other people uh, within the Who family that uh, were at Planet Comic Con and hopefully surprise you with that. And then we'd like to do uh, some sort of, we're still kind of feeling out exactly how we're going to structure it, but we'll have some, some guest stars. Some, some, some special guests. I guess stars. Not stars, but guests. Special guests. Special guests. I don't want to just make them guests. They are special guests. But, so we'll have those as well. Uh, remember <laughs> that... The, <laughs> you sound like you were trailing off like you were done. I thought... Wait, you got more on the schedule. I saw it. No. <laughs> I saw it post. <laughs> that, that, that was it. Uh, we're doing The Mutants, the first three parts with John Pertwee, next week for Friday Night Who, which I guess, as far as I know, we're all going to be at, right? There's nothing coming up that would prevent anybody from no basketball games, no cons, no. That no. I'm aware of. We'll actually be a part of this one. Awesome. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> we start at midnight. We'll be all right. Caitlin, uh, her show opens this Friday. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So I break a leg if I don't, because I probably won't see it. I will pass it along. Um, so the first three parts of The Mutants with John Pertwee this week. Uh, then the last three parts of The Mutants the following week. Followed by a review of The Mutants and ebook three, The Spear of Destiny. So you can start reading that now. I'm excited. Yes. All right. If there's not anything else, then that's it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm. I'm Mel. <laughs> You pointed you. Going around the table I, the right direction. should lean in a little bit. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Bye, guys. I was on stage with the entire cast of Star Trek The Next Generation, minus Patrick Stewart and John Delancey and William Shatner. Be seeing you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.